accusés d'un vol qu'ils n'ont pas commis, n'ayant aucun moyen d'en faire la preuve, ils fuient sans cesse devant leurs poursuivants. Pour subsister, ils emploient leurs compétences. Quand la loi ne peut plus rien pour vous, il vous reste un recours, un seul, l'agence Tourisque. We've tried our best to push this down the road as far as we could, but it is now time for the A-team to, I don't know, take its medicine. Uh, We now have to be punished and watch the 1995 King of the Ring. And I am Jimmy Baxter, and I am here with Scott McLeod. Hi, Scott. How are you? Oh, I mean, this is the time of year. This is the the fat lad you want coming down your chimney. Not Santa Claus, but good old King Mabel. I'm I'm ready for it. He's not king yet. He's not king yet. And speaking of people soon to ascend to the throne, uh, we've allowed him out of the corner uh, so he can speak and enjoy the misery with us. Nathan Greenaway is back. You may speak now. I leave for like, what, three podcasts? And you guys managed to fuck it all up, and now we have to do this. Well, you were involved in the making of the predictions. You know, we didn't do those without you. We had to be featured you were involved. This, no, it was all down to you guys. I trusted you as as watchers of wrestling. I trusted you guys. As watchers of wrestling, how dare you, sir? How dare? Yeah, you? how dare I? How could I have been so stupid? Hey, thank you. You know better than to leave us to our own devices. Anywho, um, so uh, also I don't appreciate you uh, saying that we selfishly lost on Twitter just before we started recording. Um, I do think it was selfish. <laughs> As if I wanted to lose to the guys uh, in from NXT, okay? I didn't really want to lose to those guys. I wanted them to have to watch, like, some other crap list of, like, awful wrestling matches that you came up with or something. <laughs> Whatever we were going to decide. But we, uh, instead of just reviewing King of the Ring 1995, we are just going to watch it and talk over it the whole time. So please feel free to pull up your uh, WWE Network. Uh, and get to King of the Ring 95, if you can manage to get there. Nathan had a little bit of problem before. I did. Not even on my login. That's how badly wrong it went. Yeah. <laughs> to borrow a login. Because <laughs> they refused to send punishment school, this is not the worst we could have done. I mean, I've said before, I've been through heroes of wrestling. I can get through anything. And I have a weird sort of ironic love for Mabel. And I can't, I can't explain why. So I'm looking forward to this. And yeah. what's everybody yeah. drinking, by the way? You just oh, we we all are, we all are. Um, oh, you we, say what are we drinking? What are we? What are you drinking? You know? uh, right now, right now I've got a Budweiser. I'm going to move on to my lively and crisp bottle of Pinot Grigio at some point, probably when the evening gets more fancy. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, what about you? Uh, I just I went with a, an old classic. I went with a Miller Lite Tallboys because. As has been stated in the past, I like my beer like I like my women, cheap and domestic. 
And uh, Scott, we saw on Twitter that you had a, a, a nice little a roundabout of uh, some Strongbow uh, Dark Fruits. Yeah, mixed with a, a little bit of, of Monster Energy to keep me going. Uh, does, it improve, does, does it improve the taste? I don't know. I'm not a fucking bartender. But it's just a combination I've gotten used to. And, you know, I may be muting this every now and then to avoid the ESMR sound. Because, you know, I don't know if you're into that. I'll be constantly opening cans and pouring, re-pouring into my glass, you know. Listen... Opening up cans on the air got, uh, you know, Brucey e. P and uh, Conrad like 400,000 listens. So, you yeah, know. And in a few years, we can be back on yeah. Raw ruining storylines as well. Oh, God, <coughs> God willing. God willing. Hey, this is like two and a half hours long. Can we get started? Yeah. yeah Have people know. had enough time? I mean, you Let can us always know. pause. Let's pause shout, shout if you need the time days. to get ready. I didn't hear anyone, so I think we're good. Did you even have your window open? No, it's in the middle of fucking winter. Oh, well, then how could you expect to hear any? And it just, all right. So we're hitting play on the WWE Network for uh, King of the Ring 95 in three, two, one. All right. We are on the city of brotherly love. City of brotherly love. As seen from the cockpit. Of the WWF Can't wait for the network to crash. Captain Kerwin Silphy's in command, and they have a bird's eye view of the birthplace. How are they the supposed United to see the pay-per-view from there? Yes, Philadelphia, <laughs> the it's city where player. the Declaration of Independence was signed. Uh, Nathan, turn this down a little bit so I can hear you guys, because Vince McMahon is right in my ear. That better? That's good. Okay. All right, we'll go a little bit quieter as well. There we go. Is this the one where they have young Matt and Jeff Hardy opening the doors for people, or is that 96? 96. Or 97. No, 96. Oh, I didn't hear her. Ne- Look at her brooch. Look at her hair. hair. She looks Jesus. like Robin from How I Met Your Mother. Oh, yeah, hair. yeah. What's her name? Uh, Stephanie Weard. Weand? I don't no, know. Robin from How I Met Your Mother. I don't care about this person. Oh, Colby, Colby, Smulders? Colby Smulders? That's it. Thank you. Sorry, seriously. Seriously, so, so she came painting sugar cubes? <laughs> She's half horse. <laughs> Seabiscuit is opening up tonight's... Oh, uh, perfect. Seabiscuit against Spirit. Oh, oh good, IRS. Uh, Erwin R. Seister. I'm one of the Award one year for sweatiest wrestler. <laughs> pre pre uh, Shane McMahon days. Oh, here it is. That's Matt and Jeff, isn't it? Think so. Ah, uh, big Savio Vega. Oh, First of three appearances here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks Strap for in. Four for the live card because he was on like the pre-show, facing. I can't remember who he fought. And actually, no. This is actually is this the pre-show match? I'm pretty sure he beat the IRS and then goes on. So this is the first of four matches. Are they including that? Oh god. Oh, did they include the fucking? Free- oh god damn I think, it! I think he beats. Uh, Savio uh, IRS to get to the first match because he's fights Yokozuna because Razor's legit injured. He was maybe in this tournament. Uh. Ooh, who's also, me? you know, I I've been, I watched the uh, the first ever in your house as part of my podcast with Paul and yes, the qualifying match there. But do you know how Savio Vega debuted, by the way? Like as Savio Vega, he's been around for like a year and a bit as Quang. Under a mask, and surprisingly, that didn't get over. He debuted a month earlier to help save Razor Ramon from the Rodey and Jeff Jarrett. But he was dressed in street clothes, so it's been a good while thinking he was a fan. 
and have security looking like they're legit trying to restrain him. And that was his debut. That was a month ago. So this guy's been around for a month. Oh, good for him. And yeah, he's getting. Yeah, they were wondering why the crowd don't get behind him as the night goes on. Oh, well done, Vega. I love that 1990s Vince McMahon commentary where he's convinced every roll-up is a fucking win. He was onto something. I mean, I steal he it to this day. Pull smacky. I mean, every move possibly be a, the win for Vince. I mean, imagine Vince coming, taking over the buddy finger poker dummy to lose his mind. <laughs> <laughs> I think commentator Vince hardest time would be watching like a, a proper New Japan style match with all the false finishes. I think he would have a heart attack. Well, at this time, as we all know, Vince McMahon was deep in the throes of his affair with Shawn Michaels, so he was like the happiest man on the face of the planet at this time. <laughs> Listen, he's happy now. He's, he, he's found himself Keith Lee. If anyone's watched the uh, the documentary, he's very much in love with Keith Lee at the moment, so... Everyone loves Keith Lee. Well, you can't forget about The Savio have his initials saved into the back of his head. Yeah, that's what exactly what I was just trying to work out. Oh, look, look at that, look at that fat guy in the front row late. Just getting his seat. Yeah, he sat behind cowboy hat. Fuck you. I think <laughs> some of those guys in the front row are like some of the same guys who like would go to the ECW shows and you know they're the type of fans that have to sit in the same seat. Every month when they go to their local indie show. Tell you what, that front row just looks like a Trump rally. (laughs) Like, I've been to the ICW shows where people... I thought he was going to say I've been to a Trump rally. and (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what I thought was going to happen. I thought, Jesus. No, I would have brought that up long before, but I've been to ICW shows where people queued up outside the venue longer, way earlier than they need to, so they can get their their space at the barrier. And you're looking like... The doors aren't going to open any earlier if you're just sitting outside. You may as well be fucking camping. Well, at Pro Wrestling Magic, we have a dedicated army of people who love to sit in the front row. And um, I can say without a shadow of a doubt, why bother? <laughs> just just, just mm. say it. I love Ted DiBiase. His, his son, not so much, but... What's his son done? Uh, tax fraud, I think, or something like that. Uh-huh. Somewhat ironic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's very ironic. But yeah, he's, he needed IRS on his side, clearly. It all fits. Look at that cell. Like a fish just caught on onto a onto a boat in the middle of a lake. Oh, here, he, oh, IRS go. Oh, Savio Vega with the big right hands. He's a man possessed tonight. He is. That ref shirt is a little bit ugly. Yeah, I don't like the long sleeves. I don't like the collar, weirdly. I mean, the collar is doing him no favors. Oh. Off of a vertical suplex. Things going all over the place. It's sad that this is going to be the best match of the night. (laughs) It's actually not bad. It's actually a pretty good match. (laughs) Oh, okay. I do apologize. Like the future godfather. No, the best man of the year award winner. <laughs> oh, spinning heel kick. Beautiful. That was a spin kick. That was good. Oh, oh he's got some wacky music as well. Just ding, 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 ding. 
What anyway. a start, guys. What a start. Beginning a legacy that, you know, Selena would carry on in later years. <laughs> that was a look good at these, joke. Look at these cutting these cutting edge graphics that we have. Pure yeah, was, 90s nostalgia. This is cut on iMovie. <laughs> no, I, what I don't get, though, about the fact that Sammy is wrestling four times is why they had the match, East first round match with Yoko open the show. Because for the life grade, like, we've just seen this guy. Give us a chance to miss him. Oh, look at Look at, look at Doc Hendricks just voguing mm. and vibing. He was 56 in this pay-per-view. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, he was Look at he's that looking, He's looking suave. That mustache, that hell. suit, the hair. Look, Vince has no, Vince no, has idea, no idea what idea to do. So this just gives me flashbacks to when I think Jimmy was a, I think it was Rebellion '99. We had to watch it. It was like two and a half hours of JR and and Michael Hayes doing commentary. It was just the worst. Oh god, that doesn't. It, sound it is great. awful. It is quite awful. Well, a little bit of hawk in there. Why, why is he come dressed as a Quality Street with that big purple coat on? <laughs> Do you have Quality Streets in America, Jimmy? I don't know what those are. Oh, it's like a box. It's like a Christmas chocolate, like box of chocolates. What does that mean? Comes in a big tin. No, I don't. No, I don't think so. That no. sounds delightful, though. Oh yeah, there's loads of different types. Oh, it's Yoko. Ah, uh, thank you. Literally. <laughs> oh, and it's everyone's favorite, Jim Cornette. I never got the tennis racket thing. I think his gimmick was maybe and. Back in the day, that he was a he was a trust fund kid, and like back in the day, like you knew somebody was rich if they had a tennis court or something, or just only rich people play tennis. <laughs> that he just has a tennis racket. So it's like he could have found that on the street. You know, like, I, can, I could go outside now and find a tennis racket. When I was tennis a kid, are that expensive. <laughs> when I was a kid, I always just assumed that because it was in like its carrying case or whatever, like that little bag that's over the top of the thing, he that he just like filled it with some sort of metal or something to make it look like it was like a racket, but it wasn't really a racket. I don't know. Maybe I just just give him too much too much credit to Jim Cornette. I think we've all been doing that for years. Oh, hands down, yeah. <laughs> Double cheeseburger. Double lettuce, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, that's a really good impression. <laughs> I'm doing, I'm doing uh, B- B- Big Bruce's uh, impression of him. Tell you what, guys, over like double two years that we that we've been podcasting, I think our impressions are just getting better and better every week. <laughs> that's that's what you get here, ladies and gentlemen. Our rogue opinions, you get increasing quality all the time. Increasing quality, it'll start off crap. And we get to practice them when we get given scripts, like you gave us at the virus. <laughs> I mean, nobody told us to do voices, but we just felt it was best. Yeah, these guys again. You got to give the performance, you know. Yeah, yeah. Speaking so of performances, good. look at look at Big Savio just bouncing around, all Savio. oiled up. He's not even got his breath back yet. He's, oh, he's still blown up from fucking five five minutes ago. God, how wet is Razor's hair? I I don't think there was any pomade left in Philadelphia no. when he no. was done. I remember like hearing that. Uh, Razor won't take his gimmick from Scarface. I only watched Scarface like a few years ago, 
and I remember watching like, oh my god, this is basically like it's only then I realised just how blatant it was and how lucky he is that Vince probably never saw Scarface. Hey, look, it's former European former European champion Matt Hardy. Oh, sorry, for a second, I thought the way, that, the way that they cut to that replay, I thought, as the thing jumps back a few minutes. Yeah, to the, to the <laughs> put it past the network. The cutting-edge editing technology here from the for King of the Ring. This is the peak of quality in 1995. Look at disco lights on the ring. It's cool stuff. That is a pretty cool uh, lighting cue. I will give them that. It says... That's a point. What's disappointing about this show is that Bulldog and Owen apparently had a qualifying match uh, on episode Raw and went to a time limit draw. So then he's like, yeah, so we're doing another qualifying match and neither of you are going to be in it. So you don't get Bulldog or Owen, who would have been a vast improvement in this tournament lineup. Yeah. Uh, boo, boo the Japanese for having a flag. You're both uh, not American, but we're going to secure that one because he happens to carry an American flag with him. Yeah. He was told to. Oh, the ref. The ref slowly, slowly undoing that shirt. It's gone from collar up. Now he's exposing a little bit of chest. Well, this is uh, getting. I think this is Big Mike Kyoto with that, that, with that, with yeah, that. Has he got uh, a mullet? He's got like a mullet mohawk thing going on. It's a, it's a choice. He's clearly business at the front. He's all business. Kyoto. <laughs> boom! 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 Boom, 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 guy in boom. a stupid cowboy hat in the front of him. Hi, Kyoto. <laughs> I just don't see how Savio is going to get through this. Hi, Michelle. Someone just held up a sign saying hi, Michelle. Which Michelle do we think it was? I mean, in Philly, there's at least 14 or 15 of them probably in the area. I reckon it was Obama. Maybe she's down by maybe she's down by the water or she went down to the Wawa. Jim Cornette holding up a pink tennis racket. How oh, progressive. <laughs> it's fine, he'll probably say he was doing it ironically. I was doing it ironically, motherfucker. <laughs> I mean that would get you booed in Philly, you know. Not for the right reasons. Yeah, I've seen Always Sunny. Doc Doc Hendricks <laughs> with the call of the night so far. The heaviest wrestler ever, Yokozuna. Did you bring that, that guy from the year before to ask, how much does this guy weigh? Yeah. Yes, quick, quick someone tweet Dave Meltzer. <laughs> ask him if it's legit. Just Who to cares? piss him off. Miss that I mean, I don't think I don't think that's Yokozuna is the heaviest he'll ever be like. By the time he gets to fucking, he looks slim compared to the version I watched and he was a wrestling. <laughs> yeah, he's marathon ready at this point. Fucking beach body ready compared to <laughs> yeah. that. He's got his tight summer going. He's got his thong on, waiting to get down by the beach. <laughs> oh. Look at Owen Hart in the uh, the Hotline Center. He looks, when that first flash, he looks so much like uh, mid-90s Triple H for a second. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what happened? Sorry, we were too busy looking at Owen Hart on a phone. 
So just the angle, just looking at you, because that just made me the family go, but look at that side, boob. <laughs> Do you like that side, boob? Well, you shouldn't, because it's my side, boob. <laughs> <laughs> Lois comes Ooh, in like 10 it. seconds later. The side boob hour? Peter? <laughs> We just got all the references for you. Yeah. Oh. How's the cider going down, Scott? Oh, it's lovely. I'm opening my second bottle of Budweiser for the show. I had the four pack of Robert of uh, Strongbow, but I also forgot that uh, one Strongbow left from, not Strongbow, Copperberg left from earlier ages ago. So I drank that before we started the call. For you about to say from earlier at breakfast or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was up late from the Trump rally last night. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was socially distant. You know, I was all the way over there. I was all the way over here and there over there. Okay. I got super I'm already getting confused. I'm, only, I'm less than a can and a half and I'm already getting confused. I'm, so I'm going to be all over the place later. Strap in, everybody. I've got super into Star Trek Discovery lately. I hadn't watched it before. So to me, I'm just thinking like, oh, Vulcan death grips are legit. Hmm. Like right now. There's one for you Trek, Trekkies. Is it really smart to do that kind of spot in the opening match? Just a, oh, no, the hand's not gone. It's really looking like he's trying to citizens arrest someone who's just super drunk. I mean, it looks like, it looks like he's putting no effort. He's just bending over. All he's, I'm just placing his hand. He's like, he's trying to wake him up like, Hey, hey, dude, you okay? Love you. <laughs> oh, Repeatedly. Elbows to the midsection. Oh, is, is Big Yoko going for a tope? Or am I too used <laughs> to 2020 wrestling? Ooh. Oh, lots of spit. No, you don't get a tope, but you get to see him spit. Tope con Lugi? That can fly further than he can. It's a nice waistcoat Razor has on. Yokozuna. Come on, Yoko. All the guys in the front row don't look happy. Look how sweaty Yoko is. He's done nothing. All he did it, like I said, for a few minutes he bent over, grabbed him. They went to claim up the top rope before Savio moved. Like, you have done nothing. And you're already sweating. He's oh, 900 pounds. Yeah. That's just his heart reacting to him not laying down. Nice uppercut right there. Look at that cell. Spaghetti legs. Big Savio doing the work. I'll never forget forget the WWE episode where they talked about apparently Yoko and Vader snuck out of a weight loss clinic. The WWE sent them to to go eat chicken. And one of them briefly pointed out, how the fuck did these two sneak anywhere? (laughs) Especially Yoko in 96 where I'm sure he was getting close to 600 pounds. I could just imagine them like on their tippy toes, like dun 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 dun, dun, dun and just behind the, all these people. Oh, here the it comes. Big leg drop. Oh. still so loud on his tiptoes. The guy's water shaking like Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that kid in the Bret Hart T-shirt in the background looked gutted. But Yoko missed that leg drop. I'm actually in a couple of weeks doing a review of 
in your house five with Paul. And I'm pretty sure there's a scene, if I read it correctly, someone has seen in the background. They're clearly a Bert, a Bert Hart fan, but they clearly can't spell because the sign says Bert Hart. There's just a long lost family member that I'm, I'm not aware of. Well, well, maybe the maybe the thing is is that like they're a fan of like their like Brett's cousin Bert. Oh, guys, that was the spinning heel. Oh, is that the? Oh, but he's not going for the pin. Jim Cornette with the most over the top sell from a punch. Cornette, Cornette earning that double bacon cheese, baby. Oh, it's Owen Hart. He's punching him in the ribs. Oh, Razor not selling that, though. Razor's like, who the fuck are you? That's, that's Burt Hart. <laughs> Yokozuna now just getting... Is that Raven? The oh, the dude, the dude in the, <laughs> uh, the, the hippie in the front row. Yeah. Well, clearly Razor thought that annoyed because he's letting Owen walk away. Uh, that's Bert. It's, yeah, that's Bert Hart. Blue hey, Xavier Vega won by count out. Of course he did, because Yoko, even if he, even if the count out wasn't scheduled, he probably couldn't have gotten back in the ring. <laughs> really got it in for Yoko. Hi, Joe. Because, oh, I can't read that sign. Something about Lisa and Chris. Oh, yeah, Lee. <laughs> he's walking yeah. up. What a crazy opening two matches. It feels like we're just watching a Savio Vega compilation now. <laughs> the best of Savio Vega on the They keep putting those best of stuff. This theme song is cracking, though. Yeah, it is a real good one. But I can just imagine walking into a tiki bar somewhere. Okay, so... Oh my god, have we got to watch Holly v. Rhodey? Yes. Yeah, so oh. Jeff Jarrett is the Intercontinental Champion. He's not in this tournament, but he's Rhodey is. Who I don't think. Who oh, oh, Hello, King. Can you hear us? <coughs> King. Oh. Yeah, I can hear you, McMahon. What do you want? Uh, man, when I try a, a little uh, Marcellex OTC on that, I mean, it's the only thing that can cure. Well, listen to that plug. Your whole dressing <laughs> With stench. It's not that bad. I don't care what anybody says, McMahon. However, I was almost arrested for sock abuse a while ago. These feet are right right now. These feet are mm. Why has he got some prosthetic feet set next to him? Maybe he's a foot guy. Well, like, uh, like, 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 an ass man. Prosthetic <laughs> feet look a little too old for him. <laughs> He just has a Pepsi next to him. Uh, it's a diet Pepsi. He has to stay in shape. <laughs> of course, you know. Yeah. Look at Jeff. Look at Jeff not knowing where the roadie was behind him. And also, it's all about Jeff Jarrett. He's not even in this match. Unless he is. Is this the well, not the roadies match? I will say, like, if anyone hasn't seen it, a month later... Jeff Jarrett does have a match with Shawn Michaels for that IC belt. I would recommend seeking it out if no one's seen it. It's what I've it, heard, yeah, that's very, that's actually very, very good. Yeah, it's very rare for me. I've not seen many good Jeff Jarrett matches in my time, but 
Oh, what quality con people he had to beat to get in this tournament. Fucking doink. Which doink was it? Um, I think we're on like second or third by this point. <laughs> it wasn't the original though. Stand my days working hard on a go. I mean, that is a. I've actually been. I've actually heard him sing that live. Oh, Roadie can't do the strut. That's why the honky tonk man didn't pick him when he was looking for someone who can shake, rattle, and roll. Mm, it all makes sense now. That's why he went with Rockabilly, who could do none oh, of those things either. Good. Sparky plug. You like me now? Oh, good. It's Sparky plug, baby. Here we go. Look at that glorious mullet. That hair, like you guys, you guys mentioned how long my hair was getting on a, uh, a recent pro wrestling magic stream, but uh, this guy, this is this is goals right here. He truly is an icon. Fashion icon, dude. I'll, I'll never forget when the first point of progress we ever did was like December to this member, and I'll never forget just how. It, I mean, if you said I clearly have it out for Yoko, you had it out for Bob Holly that night. Come on, it's an ECW pay per view, and they live on the pay per view took Sabu out and replaced it with hardcore fucking Holly. <laughs> yeah, you beat Mantar with a crossbody. Hey, Jim Cornette also manages Mantar. Yeah, doesn't like flips or people fighting robot dolls, but oh yeah, I'll manage a, I made a half man half. What the hell's that guy holding? Is that a fucking hamster cage? Oh, you take my chairs home with them. It's just what they used to bring the beers in the big ass cups around for, like in the um. It wasn't a cup. It was literally a crate. Yeah, yeah he's he's a vendor. I thought he was stealing like a couple of the chairs and like you'll get the chair like. <laughs> oh, no, sir, I brought these chairs with me. Well, some more small packages. Home. This is, uh, what, three matches in a row so far that have started out with yeah, uh, exactly the same. a series of covers? Is it just because we've been talking or of all these matches feeling like so fast? Because like, that feels weird that we're on the third match already. Yeah, then the first match wasn't really on the show. Just, you know, just, just, just let it happen. It. Just let it happen. We've away. only got two more hours of this. We're only 25 minutes in. <laughs> so we two hours ten. Oh. Vince McMahon explaining how tournaments work. You only have to wrestle again if you're victorious. <laughs> yes. Thanks, pal. Who's this ref? Uh, I'm pretty sure he's been around for ages. I can never remember his name. His hair glued. Uh, yeah, his hair does look glued down. Eh? <laughs> it's a Lego hair. He's gone for the short sleeves, though, on, for those keeping up with the referee watch. I think he's... See, he's got the collar almost all the way up. He's one button down, but he does have the short sleeves. I think this is the best execution yeah. of a referee shirt, only because Mike Kyoto's hair was so impressive that I didn't really take note too much of what he had going yeah. on. This referee is the most invisible of the referees so far, which means he's also the best. Well, he wasn't yes. exactly that invisible if you brought him up and you guys have just been talking about him for a while. Well, last I just thought the listeners might be interested because we brought it's, up the ref so far. It's and just Bob continuity. Holly versus the roadie. That power bomb from the roadie. And just, I just tell like, yeah, he can do a move. Speaking of icons, look at Jeff fucking Jarrett. 
Yeah, he is mid nineties Dolph Ziggler, isn't he? <laughs> oh, let's not be mean to Ziggler. I was gonna say I think I thought you were being mean to Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> and doesn't the roadie just look like every current day like heroin addict? <laughs> with the with these fucking dreads and the ill fitting clothes and yeah. the overly pale face. I mean, the fact that he's had dreads for so long, like, it's unbelievable. He's never said him. Just an excuse to not shower. Yeah, because, yeah, like, you, you, you can best get braids by just not washing your hair. So if you ever see anybody with braids, like, they don't wash their hair. No. What is this move? Oh, my God. The, the look how white I am, Dan. Yeah. He does look like a guy who legally can't bring his girlfriend to bars. <laughs> he also does look like a guy who legally hasn't been allowed to see his children in 12 years. Yeah. <laughs> but he's going to turn is, it around any day now. This is just, I mean, he is just, I mean, now he's all like sober and fat. <laughs> Found Jesus or whatever. <laughs> uh, it's killing me because I do remember this referee's name. It's just I can't. It's like on the I've tip of my tongue. I don't know if that's him though. Is it Chad Patton? No, no, no. no. I think Chad Patton had the. Uh, I think he has like darker hair. Look at the charisma from Bob Hardy. No oh, road dog jumping a good two seconds before that punch. <laughs> he got him. No, he doesn't. Oh, the clothesline. Not from hell. No, from the wrong side of town. Oh, my This goodness. move is fantastic. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, cutting away from that elbow drop. Clearly wasn't interesting. Well, no, Bob Holly's to... foot was under the rope. Do you know technically Bob Polly unofficially the Intercontinental Champion? Is he? Did he need win it like, on a live like, event or something? Well, like, no, like, I think it's like the same as like the Rockers wearing the tag belt, and that I think there was a botch at a TV taping where he kind of won it from Jeff Jarrett, and then just it got taken off him and given back to Jeff, and it was just never recognized. But when you go into the list of reigns for IC Jam, it just says Jeff Jarrett, and then Jeff Jarrett again. So, obviously, in the middle, that is where Bob Holly somehow won it. Oh, he's going to go for. Is it. Is that pile driver time? No. The scarf around Jeff Jarrett's hat is... It's pretty great, isn't it? It's breathtaking. It's a solid fashion move. Yeah, he looks... He looks. Whoa, that head scissors from Hardcore Holly. Look at, look at those glorious dreads just flowing in the wind as he takes that, that head scissors. <laughs> He just, it just looks like a symbiote trying to escape the top of his head. Yeah. There's a, there's a guy in the, in the crowd dressed in a full three-piece suit and dark sunglasses. In the top left. He clearly took oh, a yeah. role. Yeah. event. Looks like oh, men yeah. in black turned up. <laughs> now, did you, did you guys ever watch Fringe with the Observers? Nah. No. No. Oh, uh, well. 
people who watched Fringe will get that, and they'll be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. You seem so disappointed when he said no there, by the way. He's like, oh, they're not going to get this. Yeah, do I need to watch Fringed? Uh, it's good. I liked it. I'm busy watching all the Christmas movies at the moment. I've been watching a lot of Clone Wars right now. Oh, guys, uh, have you, you guys caught up on Mando? Uh huh? No, yeah. I've not even watched any of this season. So oh, dude, season two is incredible. Incredible. It's one of the only shows I'm fine like, waiting week to week for. Because I'm so used to binging shows. And like if I've if I binge watch a show that's for like two seasons already on like Netflix, by the time like the third season comes around, I need to wait like week to week. That's actually where I end up falling off of the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, big right hand from Bob Holly. The roadie drops. Bob Holly's on the top rope. So you gonna do shooting star press? Oh yeah, four fifty. Phoenix splash. Ah oh, no, you got the flying off. nothing. The flying, the flying nothing. nothing. No, that wasn't free. Whoa, no, Bob no, Holly trying to stay strong. Yeah, he had to kick out a three to stay strong, brother, brother. That's it. I'm sorry, he went off that boot. I looked away to take a drink. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. He, he went, off, went off the flying nothing. He kicked out at like 3.001. Because everyone's going to think, oh, Rhodey got lucky in that match at King of the Ring 1995. Oh, Rhodey well, and Sabio. Let's the semi, go, they're baby. really shaping up. Oh, we're going to get to see The Undertaker in a bit, guys. Yeah, it's a Teddy Long special. Mabel, you're going to go one-on-one with The Undertaker. Oh, a lot of kids reaching to high-five Rody, but Rody's having none of it. Nah, he's got to go celebrate. He's got to go get in shape for the next match. Ah, oh, there he bump. is, Big Sean. Speaking of taking bumps, look at him. Virile, vascular. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of finding Jesus and being sober. <laughs> yeah, but he looks great. Rody was just like, well, if I can't do drugs, I'm going to eat my feelings. <laughs> Are you saying being sober is detrimental to Rody's health? Uh, it's, it appears that it has been. Have you seen a fucking picture of him lately? I love the fact that this is maybe the new generation and the Earth gets mocking WCW for hiring old WF guys. They've got King Kong Bundy on their roster. <laughs> what is this vest, by the way? What does he have on there? Just plates like plates of metal. Plates of plastic or metal? I don't know. And more and some zebra print. Little glove things. That, uh, that our man's hot pet gal right there? It's a good, like, he does look a bit like he's heading off to the gay club after. Looks like he just got done with his shift at the gay club. Oh, that guy did a really weird pause when he was smiling at the camera. Oh, I'm going to take us above uh, Bruce and Conrad a minute. Hold on. There we go. Ooh, what a, what a sound for everyone there. Wow, oh, look at those chains. Look at that hair. Yeah, that's going to be like the, the urn because he melted it down. Oh, is it? Yeah, he melted in the urn to make a chain. Tell you what, points for... I don't know how to do that. That's that's pretty... That's cool. Yeah, he had to make all of those little loops by himself. Yeah, I've got no idea how to do that. What do, you think was, what do you think was easier, making that chain or pimping? Is what the, the hell are these guys? Easy. 
Oh uh, yes, this this is my man. He is German. Yeah. Who are those he's, guys? And he is very not excited to see Kama Mustafa. I think these are maybe fans of the Undertaker. Uh. Oh, this is a weird cut of the song. Well, they get right to the solo. And what is yeah. this hat that he suddenly put on? And who's that? He's like, and he's like cut to the... a woman. He's like, because women love Sean Michaels. Oh, there was there was some pyro taped to the side of those ring posts. Are we going to get pyro? Shawn Michaels already, like, he probably gave a pretty good interview. We couldn't really hear it, but just looking at him during his entrance, that is a man who does not want to be here. No, he's a guy who who got told he was going out in the first round and was like, yeah. good, I can get to the bar. Yeah, Fair play. I think nobody has got a better response so far than Shawn. Like, he's the one that everybody, maybe other than Undertaker, everybody wants actually to win this. That woman there who was just taking pictures of Sean, I could have sworn she was holding a pregnancy test in her hand. Probably. That's probably why she was there. He's like, Sean! Getting, she's Sean, getting avoid evidence. me forever. She's getting evidence. Like, look, he was just a King of the Ring 95. I saw him. What but she's from think? Philly. She's from Philly, so it would just be like, I saw him down there, dude. <laughs> I saw him. It was a real Sean Michaels. <laughs> what is this accent? <laughs> I've never been to Philadelphia. Yeah. I saw Ooh. him down... I, I saw him I down by the water. I assume people from Philadelphia sound like Will Smith because, you know, he's West Philadelphia, born and raised and all that. See, but West Philly and uh, West Philly is like a slightly different accent. If you just get to like Center City, it's always just like, a, yeah, so I went down by the water there, down by the harbor. And it's sort of Bostonian, but it's like dirtier is the best yeah, way to sort of put it. So what we're saying is Philadelphia is a dirty version of Boston. It, it, they threw batteries at Santa Claus. Well, you should bring them with the toys. Their football stadium has a jail whoa, whoa, and a court The man in black guy just stood up. He's got a sign. I could see, I'm I mean, pretty sure it said kill. So you know those those batteries they threw at Sam? They were probably the batteries that weren't included in the toys. They brought them when they were younger. <laughs> of course, of course, the man from Glasgow is going to be behind the people from Philadelphia. Let's just say cut from the same cloth. Well, throwing batteries is a sport. I would tell you. <laughs> It's like, whoa, you've got a nine volt. I've never once thrown a thrown a battery at someone. <laughs> I'm saying I wouldn't. Yeah, you, you would you wouldn't want to waste the money on it, right? <laughs> I had to buy them separately. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what we're talking about during a Shawn Michaels match. Yeah, I was, about to, about to, I was about to ask a genuine King of the Ring question if you guys want to have some, some wrestling talk. Sure, sure. As so, opposed to what? <laughs> Let's talk about throwing batteries at Santa. <laughs> uh, well, now I've got to go. This is a really awkward transition to a serious question. But, guys, with the King of the Ring, and everyone always thinks that you should go to an up and coming superstar. But why sometimes don't they just have the obvious person win? Like, why at this point didn't they just have Shawn Michaels win King of the Ring? I mean, he was turned face like, right after WrestleMania, where he was actually making continuous food with Diesel. But he was like so over that Vince is quickly rusting me being a face. And like I mentioned, the senior is after he wins the IC title. But it would make all the sense in the world, I think, to to make him the, the guy. Well, it, Leah, like it would have been the most obvious choice because look how over he is. He's easily the best wrestler, like straightforward wrestler in the tournament. Like it would have been the 
right decision to have either him or the Undertaker win. But I, I mean, look at Tim White, the guy who didn't age all throughout the nineties. Oh um, yeah, referee watch. I oh, will get to that in a second. Um, I think that with Sean, it maybe would have been too obvious. Even with Taker, it would have been too obvious. But I think they went too far in the other direction with the yeah. winner that they ended up picking. But sometimes, like for some reason, it is kind of a thing in in wrestling sometimes where the obvious option is to, is seen as being bad. Mm-hmm. But surely sometimes it's obvious because they're the most over person. So you're like, well, they're, yeah, they're gonna win. Well, like, like a lot of people to enjoy it, but it seems to piss people off. A lot of people like. Still call him HBK if he won the tournament, but you can change kid to king. So HBK stands for Heartbreak King, and that could be his gimmick for all. You could put like a had the heart gear, but with a crown above it. I mean, you could do it all sorts with him as king. I mean, it's better than when Buddy Braun Strowman was monster in the bank for, oh, for God, a while. Oh, that was awful. See, because a lot of people like to blame the, the swerve bro on like the Vince Russo era, but like, look at what they did here. They have uh, Shawn Michaels go out in the first round to fucking Kama Mustafa. Yeah. What was his What was his little nickname? The the fighting Supreme fight machine. Supreme, Supreme fight, machine. fight machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the swerve thing, like it, it's not just a wrestling thing. You can see it all the time in every form of entertainment. And it's such a horrible thing where it's like, well, it's obvious, so everyone's going to think that's going to happen, so they're going to be stunned. When Mister some dumb fuck wins instead, it's like mm-hmm. they're stunned, but for the wrong reason. I think I'm also sorry. they've got they're they're for, for some reason they're pushing Diesel as a face, even though he's like near seven foot tall and like not at all relatable to anybody who's watching the product at the time. So they thought we'd need a heel to win it, and they thought maybe if Sean won it, then inevitably they'd have to do a rematch, and they thought Sean would easily overshadow Diesel because he's that much better. Both charismatic wise and as a wrestler. It's also a misconception that a lot of people think this was for a number one contendership. It's not just Mabel declared himself a number one contender like the night after in your house, too. <laughs> oh, Joe Frazier looking. Thrilled to be here. Oh, he looks more thrilled than Mike Tyson did not long ago. But. Not as frail. He has not as... moved. His mouth has just been dangling open there for the entirety of the time he was on camera. That's how. That's that's how good Shawn Michaels is. The role of uh, Kama Mustafa being played by Umbaku from Black Panther here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's weird that they were trying to push other people in like this era. They really wanted to push Diesel and everyone else when Shawn Michaels. He's like, he's not old at all. He's still really young. So, and he's like the most over guy on the roster. It just seemed weird that they just didn't go with him until Steve Austin was ready. I mean, you could push Diesel, just don't push him as a face. Because then you've got to find heels that are believable and you get given matches with Sid and Bulldog, which are just terrible. And he's mm. only good, and surprisingly, he's only... Like unsurprisingly to anybody, best matches are against like those Sean and Brett. I mean, the baffles me they never gave heel Owen a shot at, at Diesel while he was champion. Yeah. Well, they never really gave Owen much of a shot full stop, mm-hmm. I think. Because they nah. were so enamored with Brett that they didn't really... They never really did much of anything outside the mid-card with him. 
you know, they'll get Bob back on a five-day reign so he can drop it to at a live event. You know, I mean, me and Paul, like, but a good portion of our, our, our SummerSlam 94 review just talking about how Owen should have won the belt. And, like, they like, so should have won it for Brett SummerSlam, retained it Savarese's, and then drop it to Diesel at the, the house show. Like, just so one can say he was at least a one-time champion. Yeah. Because he was, he was meant to win it, I think, at some point, and he stood with Brett, and then they just changed their mind. Yeah, I don't understand that at all. I mean, I always really enjoyed Owen Hart when I was growing up. And to me, he was, I mean, world champion material. I mean, he always put, like, everything into what he was doing. Even he got Nugget over. (laughs) What a legend. Oh, Michaels is in trouble here in a weird version of a torture act. Way longer than he should in this. Maybe that's the he's trying because he's gonna like do the big comeback, but but still like this is far too much offense for Kama. One, two, ah, oh, super kick! Ah, he was in the perfect position. I like Shawn Michaels' attire: black pants, zebra zebra strike, striped hearts. Easy for me to say. Red outline, yeah, yeah. I always yeah. like these, these as well. I also like the, uh, the blue with the white with the zebra stripe. Mm-hmm. Gotta love zebra stripe. Ah, oh, Ted, what are you like, eh? Devious little yeah. snake. Ted DiBiase is a full thick head of hair. Oh yeah, going on right now. Everyone talks about Eric Bischoff having the best head of hair in wrestling, but DiBiase. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah, that in the beard. Christine. All the girls go crazy for a sharp-dressed man, indeed. <laughs> you know, apparently, he used, they made him Livy's gimmick back in the day, so he would always get to ride, like, first class, like, yeah. whenever, they, whenever they were going. And apparently, like, when he first started the gimmick, the only other people didn't get, who got to ride first class were Hogan and Andre. Well, it's the gimmick that... Vince McMahon always wanted, but his dad would never let him get into the business or something. Wasn't that the thing? Yeah, because apparently he never he didn't come from money because he lived with his mum before like meeting his dad later on, and so like like he hates rich people, and so like like that's also why he invented the Mean Street Posse because they were because he lived in Greenwich, and so he was just meant to mock the people that would live in the same street as him. Uh, Shawn Michaels, the tan line kid. He has got some tan lines right now. Karma is trying to expose the derriere of one Shawn Michaels, but failing. Sean had Sean had a weird thing for doing that back then. He always getting his arse out. He'd always yeah. do like the woman always went mental when he did. We well, went to. He didn't he do Playgirl? He did, yeah. With the the title belt around his testicles. That's the one. I do I do there's like a promo between him and Brett. And Brett flies and like you appearing in those girly magazines, and then Sean basically implies that Brett is gay. Goes like, "Well, how did you know I was in those magazines? You just couldn't help yourself flicking through the pages, could you?" I was watching a, I was watching uh, Burt Kreischer and Tom Segura's Two Bears, Two Bears, One Cave, and they were talking um, about when Brad Pitt did uh, Playgirl, and uh, what's it called? Burt Kreischer was like, "I fucking bought it. What the fuck? Why, why wouldn't you?" 
It's gay. Women weren't buying Playgirl. It was gay men and dudes who were like, I got to see what this guy's got. I mean, just real quick. <laughs> That's all Playgirl was. Oh, some stiff, stiff left jabs there from Sean. So far, this this stiff. is in contention for match of the night, guys. I, I mean, know. I mean, you see, you see stiff jabs, which Gamma sold for all three seconds before yeah. going right back on offense. Yeah, I meant they looked, they looked good. I forgot what stiff jab would mean in wrestling terms, but I think a stiff jab is what Vince would give Sean according to Jimmy's story. <laughs> Um, it's not just my story. It was proven to be true in a kayfabe court of law. Uh, so it is now, it is now. With Rahul as the judge, come on. (laughs) Although, (laughs) we have to redo all of his. (laughs) We have to redo all of (laughs) And I'm not allowed to change my, so I have to like come up with the same bullshit that I did the last time. (laughs) Kayfabe court of law. Oh, God, don't even... Good God, that was an ordeal. <laughs> That's the, the worst things I've ever been a part of. <laughs> he just took it so literally. <laughs> have either of you listened to, the, to his Room 501 yet? I have. To which one? Rahul's up recently on 501 with Reese. I don't know yeah, I did, I did listen to it when I was uh, cutting it together. Because I had to cut out some stuff. Uh, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't checked it out yet. Oh, okay. Pepper, just an angry man. <laughs> oh, he misses. Oh, this is like a Rocky movie suddenly. There's a lot of punching at this pay per view so far. I think they were strict playback and they were trying to be more family friendly and they. Apparently they had a lot of tricks in the what they could couldn't couldn't do violence wise. So oh, like, here's the kip up here. Oh. Like at Survivor Series, they do the first ever like Spanish and table spot, but they have to make it look like Brett got like accidentally knocked off the apron, so they didn't get any shit. Yeah, people moan about a PG era being like soft, but I think a lot of younger people don't realise how really how soft like mid nineties WWF was. Like whenever they got there, they believed they had to do a spot right before it to make it look like it was accidental. Yeah, I think Brett was the known for doing that a lot. The people in the very front row, why are they there? Like those were expensive tickets, and they are the most bored-looking human beings I've ever seen in my life. Because in on the East Coast in the '90s, money was no object to anybody, so they Maybe would just go and. Left. Yeah, less than the same limit here. Well, yeah, because like, you see people who appear regularly at whatever company it is, but they appear front row at every show a company seems to have. you got to think, like, what kind of job do you have that gives you this kind of disposable income but also frees you up almost every weekend to go to a wrestling show? Yeah, isn't it? Uh, is it Green Shirt Guy in WWE? Is that the guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you've got the guy with the long hair who... Yeah, he's at like the every single show. The ghoul. I think, I think the I think the theory is that that guy and the old woman they're they're related to Kevin Dunn, maybe. Oh, okay. And they've just made it a gimmick. Maybe I don't know. It is annoying how uh, 
some of those fans they all have like verified twitter accounts now things like that they've just literally turned it into a gimmick oh timing spot on excellent it's a draw so obviously because it's a tournament that means both are out oh sure michael's spitting and i think this is when the, the real disappointment starts to sit in for these people it does it does it's funny like, i get why you want to like take sean at this way because why keep him strong but he can't just, win the tournament just don't put him to... in the tournament just give him a different match yeah but like i'm thinking like he he Oh, oh Sean saying bullshit. Oh, and Karma coming from behind. Can I just say, like, this guy went from number one in the Royal Rumble the same year. And it lasted oh, they get a sweet chin music, though, and Sean just... What an epic sweet chin music, that though. That slide, awesome. that so slide into the super kick, that was fantastic. That, that, this match, I, I've heard a lot of people, because I don't think... It wasn't I've that ever, bad. That was actually pretty good. I don't think I've ever actually seen this show all the way through. Um, and that match was pretty fucking awesome, actually. Oh, he's pointing at point Oh. Hey, guys, I don't, I don't have a can to open, but I do have a wine bottle, so I don't know how this will play out ASMR-wise, but... Oh! Did it just sound like I was clicking my fingers? If, if you hit, that was the way your, your finger sounded, I would have like made sure you've gone and seen like some sort of joint specialist or something. Sorry, Jimmy. Scott has something he wants to say. I just love the fact that they have like Sean. Like, he went the distance in the Rumble the same year. I mean, it only went 40 minutes that the Rumble. But, like He went the full distance and lasted 29 other guys. But he can't beat Kama Mustafa in 15 minutes, in under 15 minutes. Because like, you're not putting him against someone else. That would be a bit more believable. I mean, it was a good match compared to what everything else we've seen. And obviously, Sean played the role of the face getting worked over and that. But It does, when you when you say it like that, uh, it does really beg the question, why didn't they just do Undertaker v. Sean and have it go to a time limit? Oh, this match. They could have just, just got rid of both of them. I covered this match the, in your house where Mabel qualified uh, in your house over Adam Bomb. Do you know how long that match went? Seven minutes. A minute 54. Ten. Oh, that's wow. like 10. And, and Adam Bomb was still on offense for the majority of it. Like 60%, I'd say, was all Adam Bomb. Ooh, a good looking team, Stane. It always looked better with people with long hair. Mm. Get away with the distance. And then, of What's course, the, ref the, tea, counting the tea bag so to win. What was that with the ref? He was counting really slow. Yep, I can imagine it's going to be shit, Vince. I, I, like, I can't imagine what this match is going to be Look. like. Well, all the other times you've put Undertaker against the big guy of the month. Guys, like, how tight is that guy's shorts behind him? Oh, so tight. Fucking painted on. <laughs> Jesus. I can see what religion he is. I was just going to fucking say that. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering, like, do I say that or say Mazel Tov or something like that? Just because I can't tell that much. Mazel Tov would have been a class joke. Class. <laughs> Look at all these kids with those hats. They were definitely free. Clearly. There's no way people bought those same, hats. Same as Sean come out with a King of the Ring hat. Just like, please buy this. 
Oh, fuck off. Oh. It's Finster from Power Rangers. <laughs> I, I, know, I know I made that same joke on the Rumble 2000 podcast, but I'm making it here again. It's fine. Oh my god, he's the, he's terrifying. His house is full of taxidermied animals. And animals on their way to be taxidermied. It's really, so it's really weird. Fits into, it's really fits into his whole thing about apparently not giving you an autograph unless you can name all the presidents in order or something like that. Yeah. We're going to put a gigantic carrot in a Philadelphia cheesesteak. That actually looks really what good. Is, what is going say, on? That looks amazing. Yeah. I'm fucking hungry now. Thanks, Bob. You prick. What? Did, did you see that? That they, they actually had to tell him action yeah, there good. this is pretty great this is horrendous but why ladies why? and gentlemen yeah ladies this is gentlemen, stunning if you're not if you if you're just listening to us watch this pay-per-view please go out of your way to check out the bob backland <laughs> promo yeah, vince is like we spent money on that and vince is like whoa that did editing did not help that whatsoever Right now he's like he's like eagerly writing down like Kevin, you fucking told me that we were gonna get an edit on that and it was gonna look good. Yeah. That was funny. Rule sign. That guy made his W look like a butt. Well how, how much happier the Spanish announcers are. This is before they would give subject to years of their announcers people getting people put through it. Yeah. All right, well, while they're doing this, I'm going to go grab another beer, ladies and gentlemen. So speak amongst yourselves. Speak amongst yourselves. Okay. Jason, did you notice they just had a random WF tag belt sitting on the French and table? I didn't. Oh, there was a tag belt. Like, did Yoko leave that behind earlier oh, on? That would be hilarious if he did that. Oh, here he comes. Mabel. Mabel, Mabel. Isn't Mabel, it funny? Mabel, He's walking Mabel, past Matt Hardy. Mabel. No one knows at this point what Viscera is going to do to Matt Hardy in a Royal Rumble in about 10 years' time. <laughs> Even the glorious legacy of the Mohawk going, look at that. Oh, Robin, from How I Met Your Mother's Back. You're not going straight to the finals. Maybe we've got another match. Well, I said it, well, it on to going down, so he seems... He's going to beat Jigger and he said going straight to the finals. Well, given that these opponents just had a slight like, went to a draw. Yeah, yeah, this is. You can hear that there's still some faith in the crowd because they're hoping that Jigger, I mean, they know if Jigger wins this, he goes straight to the final. Oh, man. You want you guys want to talk about fashion icons. Look at Mabel and this jacket. He looks like a spray painted bin bag. Look at those seek, that big sequins M on the back. What's the name of the guy who played Bebop in the, the most recent Turtles movie? What guy who played, like, when Seamus was Rock City, who was the name of the actor who played Bebop? Does anyone remember? Uh, I don't know. I know he was a black guy, and 
I don't know why, but Mabel, sorry, not Mabel, Mo looks a bit like him, in my opinion. Oh my goodness. Gong. 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 In a few months' time, this, is, this man will give Undertaker his most iconic look, in my opinion, that Phantom of the Opera mask. <laughs> this is going to be the most incredible thing. Oh, here he is, guys. We stop speaking so that the Undertaker can make his appearance. Well, you gotta, you gotta show respect. You do. I don't think you guys showed respect at your Survivor Series review. Well, we didn't show respect because of how the farewell was presented. You know, we respect the Undertaker. I mean, yeah, we had nothing respect. but respect for the for for the dead man. I had, I had complete respect for Kane showing his commitment, being the only one coming out in gear. <laughs> I mean, if that is revealed to be a rib somehow, I mean, it'd be hilarious. Like, has anyone <laughs> ever seen it when, like, someone's told it's a fancy dress party and it isn't? <laughs> I know what you mean. That would be really funny. He appears to be 10 feet tall. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. He is, it's just Gary, Gary Anthony Williams is Bebop. That's what I'd look it up for everyone. Yeah. I don't know why, but Mo reminds me a bit like him, you know, the most actual level. Jimmy, was Scott just really accidentally racist? No, I, 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 I swear, if you put the two pictures of the, if you put a picture of side by side, there would be a bit of a resemblance. I yeah, I can, I'm sure you found one bit of resemblance. <laughs> That's not what I was talking about. Good. It used to be women. How times change. <laughs> it's the Undertaker. Lifts the lights of the arena. He's unnervable. Is that a word? From Listen, Doc, Doc I'm going to need you to run that back and get me the definition of unnervable, please. Unnervable. He has no nerves. <laughs> the guy who doesn't feel pain from James Bond. No, unnervable would be he's unable to be nerved. <laughs> he's unable to be nerved. Whoa. Oh, yes, yes. We are here for the Undertaker. Yeah. yeah. Unbex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, at one of the in your houses, there's a guy on the hard ground for the whole show dressed like Dracula. And the Undertaker <laughs> wasn't even on the show with that one. I think he was meant to be, but he got injured. Three guesses as to who injured him. <laughs> was it did he suddenly become nervable <laughs> we just couldn't make it to the show what is Mabel wearing this is the guy that Vince looked at and went that's my king he's clearly a fan of, cho- of chocolate of uh, those little eclair things the undertaker is quick as anything Big Where's... chocolate boobies. Is this clear? This is clearly before he said we're bothering him. Yeah. Also, we're, are we, we're just we're just moving on from whatever the hell Jimmy just said. <laughs> Something about chocolate boobs. I mean, we're not talking about Big Daddy V here. We're talking about Mabel. 
All right, fine. So medium chocolate boobies. Uh, I mean, I think we could all. Like... Well, I think at this point it's just school, isn't it? Paul Bear has so. got a game plan. Apparently, Doc Hendricks just said. How the hell did he know? Did he ask him directly? Yeah, apparently. Oh, Mike Kyoto's back, showing off a little bit more chest. Is he just going to be shirtless? Is he going to come in to be an event just with no shirt on? Still be what the, the fuck, fuck was, that? was that? It was a belly to belly push from he the series of King Mabel. Oh, the Undertaker sits up there. He's like, I ain't doing it. Come on, Mabel. At least try. Oh. Oh. He's an agile man, this Undertaker. Does Mike Kyoto have a chain on? Is that why he's he's sort of popping the uh, the collarbones out there a little bit? I think he's trying to impress a honey in the front row. Maybe. To the king of the ring. Someone fucking has to. Jeez. Oh, sure, Michaels is out, so he has to. Yeah. Uh, oh, Savio Vega. just tried to kill a man. There's a guy dressed in a very brother-love-looking suit. Uh, yeah, I've seen guy. He's also got a really nice white hat on. He's also got a cane. He keeps holding it up. Well, you're doing very badly at trying to untie the doing, ropes. Are you? Doing more, you're doing less than nothing. So how are you guys doing? <laughs> I keep looking up at the time that we've spent recording, and we still have like an hour and a half of this show left. Yeah, I thought that was a good dead spot, because I feel like people might be interested in knowing how we all are. I'm having a great time. I'm finally... I've been waiting for me to come out. This is the main, this is the main event, as far as I'm concerned. Hands where we can see them, Scott. I mean, like we can all agree that Big Daddy V is his second best gimmick, and then every other gimmick he's had is all tied for first. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I do love I, I, the velvet pajamas. Yes, sir. It is a, uh, it is just hilarious. I'm sad that I'm not on it, but legit, like a couple of guys from ESSR are doing a Christmas special about Viscera career because we've been doing a running joke about him like for almost two years and it's been like bothering Stephen who runs ESSR to just let us have a Viscera show. I'll send you guys a like as soon as it's up. It's going up like the end of December. See that was a good belly to belly. That, that wasn't was a push. That wasn't so bad to be fair. I mean it's one of the few moves he could do properly. Now we have the move that nearly broke Kevin Ash's back. Look oh at the size God. of this man. I mean, he doesn't have to apply really any pressure. Just him sitting there is painful enough. Yeah, I'm questioning how... Like, it's really no wonder The Undertaker got so beaten up, is it? The guy in the Brother Love-looking suit almost looks like if 1980s Elton John tried to do a Brother Love cosplay. Yeah, just suddenly got weird. Duh. The shirt that the guy from in the front row with the hat is wearing looks like something. I don't know why it reminds me of Jurassic Park for some reason. Hey guys, look, they're pushing Mabel. See, no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Paul Bear is getting very upset right now. He's, Paul Bear is in hysterics right now. How does Mabel's manager look more worried than Paul Bearer? And Mabel just had like a, a fucking oh, camel God. clutch on for like a minute and a half. Be careful. 
knows just how unnervable the Undertaker is. <laughs> he is unnervable, Jimmy, don't forget. How can I forget? He cannot be nerved. He cannot be nerved, not even once. He is incapable of anybody to get on his nerves. Yeah, he can't. He doesn't get angry at people. He never gets nervous. He's unnervable. He's unnervable. The unnervable Undertaker. Yeah. I mean, unless you unless you throw on a cast and try and set on fire, then he may be slightly nervous, but not completely nerved. No, not. No, no, if, no. if you start taking down Confederate statues, that, that, <laughs> that nerves the Undertaker. <laughs> what a guy. Top bloke. Five hundred sixty-eight pounds. And you know what? I'm not even. I would happily believe that number. You know, even though I mean, he looks to be in better shape than Yokozuna, though. Like he's a big dude. Don't get me wrong. He is a big, big boy. But Yokozuna just looked fat, dude. Like bad. Yeah, that's probably the most backhanded compliment you could give Mabel, by the way. I I think Jimmy's right. I feel like Big Viss is a huge man no matter what. I think that's just how he's built. Whereas Yoko was more like... He seems to be in way better shape than Yoko, at least. I think think it's been where someone wrestlers have said that they were, like, they gained way easier... Like something to do with being Simone lately. A lot of rest- Simone wrestlers have said so in interviews. Also, the fact he had the gimmick of being a Simone wrestler. Mm. And so I think he's expected to be fat. Yeah, but I mean, Doc Hendricks was like, he's the biggest, he's the heaviest wrestler ever. And it's just like, now you're saying fucking Mabel is 568 pounds. There is no way Mabel was more, like, was heavier than Yokozuna in 95. Mm. Jesus Christ. I think the thing so, was, so we that on them. Yeah. This was like, wasn't he like 6'8 or 6'9 as well? I mean, at the, at the Royal Rumble, I just watched, they claimed he was around 400, 450 pounds. So I don't know, or well, maybe it's because he's wearing the black black bin bag and black is maybe slimming. He just kicked the shit out of him. He ran full force into his foot just now. But Go going back this. to what Scott was saying, to be able to gain. 100 and what 1820 pounds in the time between the Royal Rumble and this show that's just commitment that that's all that is yeah that's applaud that's what I was saying yeah same still that's that's powerful big pile driver from Mabel the the Rumble in 2000 which is like three four years after this or five or oh okay. i thought you meant the rumble before this okay no, no let I mean, me ask you this scott that would be worrying but like he was wearing the black bin bag as viscera and like whoever said black is slimy maybe didn't meet viscera <laughs> see how racist he is jesus he is, christ I, mean, I, meant, I meant black isn't wearing black clothing. <laughs> <laughs> scott you've got you've got six months let's say you've got six months to gain 175 pounds what food are you turning to for most of that weight gain? Like, what's your go-to immediately? Probably a lot of pizza. I don't know. But for me, I don't gain weight mainly because of the fizzy. I just can't stop. I think it's mainly because I drink so much fizzy juice at the minute. That's why it helps me gain weight. <laughs> and like when like cider and that. Like if I cut that out for a couple of weeks, I I instantly start losing weight. I don't want to cut it out, but so you're you're going straight to cider and pizza. 
maybe. Why? Well, I wasn't prepared for this particular line of questioning. Excuse oh, me for you, introdu- you introduced the topic. Jimmy, what are you turning to? You've got six months to gain £175. I think, I think what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to take a large, like, pot, like a large, like, soup pot, and just fill it with mashed potatoes, gravy, and, like, cheese, and just eat my way to the bottom of it every single day. That's strong. So like how super fit people might have a two liter bottle of like water to stay hydrated. I would just got, drink gravy. You've got a cauldron of mashed potato gravy. And, and a two and a two liter oh, bottle of gravy. <laughs> I'm just crushing. Oh, Mike Kyoda just got speaking of crushing. I'm Mike just Kyoda. crushing jars of like the pre-made gravy. That's like room temperature from the store. <laughs> <laughs> and just, where you can see all the bits have separated in the jar. <laughs> I mean, I shake it before Shaking I open it. it. Up, yeah. Yeah. You shake it before you open it, obviously. It's like buying in Arizona. You have to shake it so all the flavor is through it. <laughs> I maybe would get like a few fries and like fashion them into a straw and like <laughs> suck the gravy out and then eat the fries covered in the gravy. I mean, Ethan, you introduced this topic. What, what was your go-to then? I think really you've got to look at your heavy cheeses. You need your dairy. You're going to need your carbs. I think I'm just going to become a big old burrito boy. Like no matter where I'm going or what I'm doing, I'm eating a burrito. I, I think you mean a steak wrap. Sorry, just to use Vince McMahon logic. Um, <laughs> so, okay. Okay. I, I feel like I need to bring this up immediately before we forget. I think we may need to change from the A-team to the burrito boys. The burrito boys. With an I and a Z. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Duh. Duh. Yeah. If we don't have a Z, how are people meant to know that we're cool? Was, you was, guys, that, not, was that not clear in my pronunciation? You guys <laughs> lost that predictions contest, so I don't feel like we, we have to be the B team now. No, fuck off. No, no. The A team or the Burrito Boys? Burrito Boys. I mean, surely yeah. the B team is those guys who, I can't remember who they are. I mean, them who do that football podcast, I don't them who do that football podcast. <laughs> so I, the one with that football podcast we do that I don't listen to. Oh, Bands um, Munich. If yeah, that, I mean, it begins with a B and everything. Yeah, that's true. They are the B team. Them boys with the football podcast. That's them boys with the football. Look at look at the Hardy boys. Speaking of Z's, holding the door open politely whilst the enraged so dead man walks through it. So, yeah, like the guys. Oh, they never updated the fan. Oh, they did. People, as advanced, I think this is a point where everybody suddenly realised what's happening because <laughs> there's no way the Rudy or Savio is going to beat Mabel in that final. I've, I'm pulling for Savio. Is this the worst racket in King of the Ring history? I, I, I think, I, Joe, I, Scott, you must know. Is there a worse bracket out there? I mean, yeah, <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, sorry Scott. I know I just asked you this question, but why are they advertising a fucking blimp? I don't know. This is like the the Stridex, blimp. dude. What's Stridex? It's like a deodorant, I think. Oh, okay. Sorry, Scott. Is there a worse bracket that's ever happened? I mean, I watched. I remember watching the King in '99. It's not the most entertaining bracket, but it's still better than this. I mean, the finals of that was think like, X Fox versus LA Gun. That was still a better match than most of the stuff we've seen so far. See, Can that we kid, just... that, that wide-eyed kid? He, he that agrees. That kid was about to die of excitement can we just talk real quickly about uh bam bam bigelow with his head tattoo out 
in a suit. Well, the Undertaker out of gimmick in nineteen ninety six or five. Sorry. An incredible night last night. Razor Ramon still in gimmick. He's a try steal that kid's title. Bret Hart smiling. They must have fucking caught him at an awkward moment. Oh, Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> yeah, you keep me being racist. <laughs> it's, it's a 1995 King of the Ring and Lawrence Fishburne just rocks up. <laughs> Current day Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, hell of a well, guess, well, look, in 1995, Jimmy, you're not the answer. Lawrence Fishburne been in? 1995. What would have come out by then? I think he's still relatively unknown by that point. No, he was in stuff. Um, I'm trying to remember if maybe... Hold on, I'm actually going to look it up. Check that. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested as well. We should, he's been... whole, we should mention the whole fame as being showed at this point because we're talking over it. You got, no you know, cares, but... for, her, for her contributions to human trafficking, the Fabulous Miller's going in. <laughs> <laughs> look, it was a big thing for talent recruitment back in the day. They don't applaud well, it now. Miller... It helped. Bella understands the Godfather's fight. She knows that Pimpin is easy. Yeah, okay. So Fishburne, Fishburne at <laughs> oh, this bad point... company would have come out. Fishburne at this point was already in Apocalypse Now in 1979. He was in Death Wish 2. Uh, let's see. 85, 89, 87, 88, 90. Bad, bad company would have come out in 1995. Boys, Boys in the Hood. <laughs> Yeah, so he's a he's a fair, he's a fairly big Dude, deal. Searching point. for Bobby Fisher, Deep Cover. If you guys haven't seen that, it's a good movie. It's got Jeff Goldblum in it. Othello comes out this year. Higher Learning. Only a couple years away from Event Horizon. Only four years out from The Matrix. I mean, yeah. Good times. Only only fifteen years from 2010's Predators. Hey, it's Bill Murray. What is Bill Murray doing here? I just watched Scrooged at time of recording, just before we started. Great movie. Speaking, speaking I, I'd of, probably, I'd probably debate you on that topic, but for, for those that don't, for those that aren't watching along with us, Bill Murray is of course sat upon an elephant. I mean, where else do you expect to find Bill Murray? Literally, not surprised to see him sat. Why don't you like Scrooged? I don't remember. So boring. Like, I know you're it's, it's a good movie. On. That's right. I really could not like get into it at all. I know you're trying to do a different take on like the story of Scrooge, but seriously. Yeah, it's not for everyone. My girlfriend hadn't seen it until we just watched it, and she wasn't the biggest fan in the world of it either. So, I mean, why would you? Why would you subject her to that at this time of year? I mean, do you hate her secretly? She seemed like she was having too good a day. Oh yeah, you gotta you gotta make sure to. Sometimes that you, you gotta rein that in. You, you gotta yeah, go. Yeah. You're enjoying yourself too much. Right, we're watching Scrooge. Like you, you bought non-alcoholic wine the other day. This is... I didn't buy none. Yeah. Don't you? You can say no, anything no, you want about you me. Do not fucking accuse me of that. Look at Doc Hendricks. <laughs> Look at Doc <laughs> Hendricks. Fresh off of the fresh off of the toot while he was watching that fucking promo package, fucking dancing at the fucking commentary table. Nathan, I was talking about her. I'm I'm, I'm picturing this is what you said to her, like. You said to her, you bought non-alcoholic wine the other day. This is your penance. You will watch Scrooge with me. No, we d- we dealt with that then and there. As soon as I saw it, it was dealt with. Like, it's not an, it's not an issue in this house anymore. But, <laughs> yeah. There was I don't know why. Wine. There still is non-alcoholic wine within one of my cupboards. I've sanitized the cupboard daily. 
Can I just say you sounded way more sinister than you probably expected to be like, we've, we've dealt with it, it's not a problem this house anymore, like, <laughs> what the hell did you do? Did everything. I was like the, the little girl from Science who just go, who just calls everything contaminated, just sanitizing everything down, strict cleaning regimes, making sure the non-alcoholic wine is nowhere near anything that I like, and just just beatings regularly. Got to keep that pimp hand strong, my friend. <laughs> you have to. It's essential. Uh, that's that's why I've listed my left hand as an essential worker during these uh, complicated times. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you've heard of Elf on a Shelf, right? Have you ever heard of Mabel on a table? <laughs> no, because the table broke. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I, I forgot I wanted to work that joke in, and I don't care anymore about whether or not it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure where that came from, but it was a good joke. I feel like at the right time, that would have potentially been joke of the podcast. I mean, I would have mentioned it during the Undertaker match, but you kept asking, well, what, what food would you eat to gain 100 pounds in a short amount of time? Like, who is asking me to do this? You, you never know, you, dude. You said that Mabel was, like, down no, down I, as 400 and something, and then by the Royal Rumble, he was down as 500 and something. So I just thought it'd be interesting no, to find out. Said, if, I said that the, he was 500, he was billed as 500 tier, but in 2000, when I reviewed the Rumble... They said he was 450 pounds. Well, I didn't hear that bit. Well, you should have listened. And I'd made a joke about the fact that he was wearing a black bag and not a, and not a golden one. And they say that wearing black clothes makes you seem slimmer. Well, I was too busy speaking over you. Well, you were too busy accusing me of being a racist. <laughs> well, well, if the, <laughs> Is if, it the inappropriately, if, if the inappropriately colored shoe fits. <laughs> Wait, do you really want to accuse me of that right now, Mr. Fucking Lawrence Fishburne? comparison earlier on uh did he or did he not look like current day lawrence fishburne that's all i'm asking he, he did thank you said he did look i mean like sure he one, thank you yes, i'm pretty thank sure we found one thing that he, he thought similar but you know i don't know scott i feel like you're just uh, way off yeah. the market <laughs> the great the gray hair the glasses hey core state spectrum is that the name of this arena it is yes that sounds like a medical scan um, I'm sure that this building doesn't even exist in Philly anymore because I've never heard of it and I lived like right outside of Philly for seven years. I think there's, I think the memories of the show are just too much for the build them to bear, so they just burnt it down. The very spectrum. What they what they don't tell you is the very next night after all the Savio Vega matches that took place in this building, the building just collapsed on its <laughs> just own. Just burn it to the ground. No, yeah, it's just on its oh, own. No, well. It closed in 2009. I never thought a building was capable of crying before until this happened. Oh. Apparently it was demolished in parts between November 2010 and May 2011. What did they... Do you know... Does it say what they put up in its place? Uh, it Maple Coliseum. <laughs> uh, a 300-room hotel was planned to be eventually built on the demolished Spectrum site, which is now a parking lot, so that hotel never happened. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's all it says on Wikipedia, so it's definitely true. Okay. Big thanks to our friends over at Wikipedia for sponsoring this podcast. <laughs> if anyone can edit it, it's 100% true. Yeah, goddamn right it is. Uh, Look at the power, the veracity. 
of Mr. Savio Vega here. Is some serious power to take down the roadie because he's got JJ written on his back. Is also, he just, like, he just known as roadie or has he at any point? And oh, Scott, I'm sure you'll notice. Is he actually known as Jesse James at any point? No, I think he's just the roadie. So why has he got JJ on his back at this point? Well, I think maybe it's time for Jeff Jarrett because he's... Oh, he fuck, yeah. So that was super stupid and obvious, wasn't it? And then remember the whole thing with the uh, the the real double J, and then that all broke down when uh, the it was found out that the roadie actually sung with my baby tonight and yada yada yada. They, they tried to do a Melly Vanilli style storyline, even though Melly Vanilli had happened like a good couple of years earlier, and it wasn't as current as they thought it was. Well, that's WWF for you, dude. Yeah, what are they gonna do? do I mean, keep up with pop culture. What the fuck do you expect from these people? What's the last time you think? What do you think the most recent film Vincent Man has actually watched? The Sting, nineteen twenty-five or whatever it was. It was. Uh... You look at you look at certain gimmicks. Do you think because Vince just seen a certain film for the first time and suddenly got the idea? A hundred percent. There was like, like Christian... he just the purge of right before he right before he debuted Retribution. He just oh, seen, like the purge or some shit like that. There was a, a Chris Jericho was on a podcast which is no longer uh, going on, but the archives are still up. Uh, called the Team Tiger Awesome Show, and they asked him that question. And Chris Jericho said that he remembers going to one taping and Spider-Man had just watched. Um, so Spider-Man? So Vince McMahon had just watched Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man had just watched Vince McMahon? Yeah, Spider-Man had just watched Vince McMahon. And, but um, gets... and I can't remember if it was Spider-Man 3 or if it was the amazing Spider-Man, the first Andrew Garfield one. And uh, but apparently Vince McMahon was like backstage and telling people to do like hand gestures, and Vince McMahon went, "Yeah, just like Spider Man," and then mimic the hand gestures. <laughs> so this is obviously in the mid two thousands or something. But apparently that is a thing, according to Chris Jericho, that if Vince McMahon had just watched a film and enjoyed it, he tries to but, take bits from it. But he said he was watching like either Spider Man Three or The Amazing Spider Man. I'm sad that he wasn't watching Spider Man One. Because I want to know what his reaction would be to watching the, the Randy Savage scene. Because uh, I think if they were still like, Vince still didn't want the Macho Man back at that point. And so I imagine Vince would just angrily turn the film off at that point. When did that film come out? Was it 2002? 2002, yeah. And then 04 was the second one, and then 07 was the third one. I think this must have been the amazing Spider Man he was talking about, but I don't remember. Um, it's been a long time since I listened to it, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, Road Dog's on the second rope. Went for Every time uh, I see him do that dance, I'm like, please stop trying to make that a thing. You know, it's like Mean Girls. Stop trying to make Fetch happen. It's not happening. <laughs> mean Girls. Of all the things song, in the, the world, I thought you would quote and reference Mean Girls was not up there. <laughs> that's, a, that's a quality film, by the way. That's I'll a great film. No, I, I 100% agree. It's a fantastic film. I watched uh, Jingle Jangle on Netflix earlier. It's a Christmas film with Forrest Whitaker. 
came out this year. It's a great film if you guys are looking for Christmas movies. I rewatched Elf for like the 600th time, like earlier this week, and uh, it's still amazing. I watched it the other day for like the first time in I am guessing like 10 years since I've watched that it's film. And yeah, it's great. great it's movie. amazing. It's such a great, great Christmas movie. movie. I remember like watching it in college one day because like one of those kids like it's one of the last days before Christmas, so we're just not going to do anything. We're just going to watch a Christmas film, and I was told that I was going to get me and a couple of guys were get were told at some point we get called out of class for something. I can't even remember what it was. But it happened like during the snowball fight scene that they called us out, and I was so angry because that was the scene I was waiting for because I love that scene. That was a great scene. And there you go, our, our, our big climatic finals have been set. Savio Vega, this close okay. to the top of the mountain. You always think inside Savio Vega is like, I am fucking knackered, and I've got to fight Mabel next. I've wrestled three matches tonight. Oh, only in kayfabe. If he's knackered after the amount of stuff he's done so far, he needs to change up his gym routine. He's had he's had quite a few hard-fought contests this evening. No, he's not. That match against IRS was hard-fought. And then Yokozuna, he only won by the skin of his teeth. Oh, then he yeah. had to contend with the inter- the constant interference of Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Oh, let's hear what he has to say. Carlos Cabrera is going to talk to him, and Doc Hendricks is going to translate. <laughs> oh, God. Is this going to be super racist? Clearly. Oh, it is super racist. Oh, dear. Those that aren't watching, Xavier Vega is doing his interview in Spanish. Can we please just and have Doc, Doc Hendricks, Hendricks just translate pretending. Spanish forever on everything? Get rid of everyone. Doc oh, Hendricks this, is my hero. This does not age well in 2020. Please, please punch Doc Hendricks. In he the face. said he's contemplating death. <laughs> This is super, super racist. Oh, my God. God, that made Scott look liberal. <laughs> hey. Well, of course, man. That crown looks like an absolute piece of shit. Oh, God, that robe looks worse. This is easily going to be match of the night, and it's a kiss my foot match. Look at that graphic. Look at that graphic. And I don't like Jerry Lawler as a person. Like, he seems pretty awful. And I might be wrong on that, but you hear a lot of stories and everything. But I, as him as a wrestler, I'm a big fan of. And that is probably why I like The Miz so much as well. But I'm looking forward to this match. I've seen it like three times before. But still. What is it? Hmm? Go ahead. Go ahead, Scott. My issue with Brett sometimes, we always say, after time, it doesn't. He, he seems to keep the same tone of voice. It doesn't seem like he believes some of the stuff he says. Like, we have to insult somebody. Like, two years earlier, he called Joe Law the Burger King. That was clearly a line somebody gave him beforehand that he didn't want to have to say. 
and like because he had like no conviction behind what he said, like not even saying as if I think this is fire. I'm like I'm saying this because someone told me to. He is one of the only wrestlers in the 80s and 90s that doesn't scream though, and I do appreciate that because if this was anyone else, they'd be like, I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna rip your fat off or something like that. See now, two things that I, that came across to me. Look, watch looking at this is that I think Bret Hart's tongue is too big for his mouth, um, <laughs> and these camera angles, the the swishing, like it is weird, and then it almost looks like the way Bret Hart is moving, he's trying to keep up with it, so he remains like, you yeah. know, s- stable in the shot, and I'm not about that at all. But yeah, Bret Hart's tongue, it makes it look like he's trying to speak past the lisp. Yeah, that was a weird cut to Gerald all of suddenly being in the. Ah, I've, I've there been, he is, the king, premiz, as I'm going to call him. I've been waiting to, I really want to read Jerry Lawler's book at some point. Sorry, not Jerry Lawler's, Bret Hart's book at some point. Because, like, I find it funny that, like, he was so annoyed at Shawn Michaels for implying that he had an affair with Sonny. And yet his book, like, freely talks about the amount of t- other times that he did cheat on his wife. Yeah. I think everyone must have slept with Sunny. Like, and good for her if that's what she's into. Ish, then go for it. But like, you know, like the idea, like Brett, like, are you annoyed that he doing like Brett? Are you annoyed that he implied you cheat on your wife? Oh no, I cheat on my wife all the time. Just not with Sunny. I'd like Sean to get his facts right. I got something you can kiss. Oh, it's a good Ooh. invitation. Yeah, How geez. old are you, sir? About nine years too old for oh. Mr. <laughs> Jerry Lawler. We must point out at this point, for legal reasons, that Jerry Lawler has never been <laughs> convicted of anything. I do love the character, though, Jerry Lawler. I love his theme, too. This, this like, oh, really It's cool perfect. The so presentation cool. is perfect like for what he is and he wrestles like his character which i always appreciate i went and saw smackdown in uh august of 2000 and when uh jerry lawler came out for commentary i think it was for heat or something he was out there at some point um and his entrance the whole continental airlines arena was just shitting themselves like oh my fucking god and it's just the the you could feel his presence from like the back of the auditorium. Oh yeah, insane. he is he is a fantastic performer, and he's a great wrestler as well. So, as a matter of fact, Scott, that's that I will make my return to the Retro SmackDown uh, podcast uh, on the August eighth, two thousand episode of SmackDown. <laughs> oh, it's booked here live on the show. Thank you for letting me know that I've got to keep. Keep up trying to find new guests close up until then. Thank you very much for that. That's not I feel like it's all. only fitting I was there. Uh, Scott, I will make my return whenever you can't find a guest. Keep your DM. <laughs> that was great timing on the can opening. <laughs> Why is the pyro tied to the pole? Who's got pyro that comes in the pole? Kane. Kane is too early for Kane. Yeah, I was about to say Kane debuted at this point. Well, well, I think Yankin will debut shortly after this pay per view. So it's not Kane, unless they're just really someone can tell the future. Right. Here's a question: Given that Jerry Law's in there, also given he's used a Conte, what is 
Okay, what's, what's some of your favorite like Jerry Lawler one-liners? Because I've got two off the top of my head. One is when he when he went to invaded ECW and said uh, this arena, this bingo hall bear should be made out of toilet paper because there's nothing in it but shit. And also, on a recent matchdown a couple of months ago, I was watching. He said about me young because for some reason they had me young and Miller have a match. He said about me young like and Miller when they started wrestling the dead. He was only sick. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Lawler in the 90s was uh, like easily the funniest thing in the world easily speaking of look at this hair on Jerry Lawler by the way oh, I think my favorite Jerry Lawler one-liner um, for somebody when he was talking about Jake Roberts during a um, like uh, and it's not in reference to Jake Roberts alcohol issues is before then but he said but he said when most people get drunk, they see snakes. But when snakes get drunk, they see Snake Roberts. <laughs> and I just thought it was just really good at the time. And it was, again, it's not in reference to Snake Roberts' issues. It was just during a Snake Roberts match at one point. It's a bit rough to watch, by the way. I mean, Earl Hebner is an... Is Earl Hebner looks coach. great. Earl Hebner is officiating a Bret Hart match, which means it's probably called completely down the middle. <laughs> well, also, this is... This is the most professional-looking referee so far. This is shirt buckled up to the top, collar down, no hair, no hair issues going on, no glue down, no mullet, just straight normal hair. The guy's a pro. I mean, could you imagine? He's, the guy's a pro at the moment. You really want to see Earl Hebner with a button-down shirt? Oh. Okay, yeah. so, so okay. I have just typed in um, Jerry Lawler one-liners, and I found an article that is 25 top Jerry Lawler quotes. <clears throat> Helen Hart is the only person I know with an autographed copy of the Bible. <laughs> um, you know what they call a good-looking girl in Philadelphia? A tourist. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, one man's trash is another man's girlfriend. <laughs> As a baby, Bret Hart was so ugly they had to put a they had to put tinted windows on his incubator. Coco <laughs> uh, Beware is a crossword wrestler. He enters the ring vertically and he leaves horizontally. Oh, that's good. That's very good. What uh what did Jake the Snake Roberts and a beer bottle have in common? Oh, this isn't good. They're both empty from the neck up. <laughs> if the ch- oh. this is, okay, I'd like to clear before I say this. I'd like to clear up that this is a Jerry Lawler quote from his biography and personal quotes section on IMDb. <clears throat> if the Japanese are so smart, why do they eat with sticks? <laughs> oh dear, the why don't you for a different time? Why don't you slip into a into something more comfortable like a coma? <laughs> Oh. Well, the thing with JR always JR and Jerry Lawler and I think it's JR mostly talks about their commentary days in that uh, Jim Ross was always one of the person that would do insane amounts oh, of research no. two pile drives in a row oh no okay these I'm going to stop after these two because I think these these won't be beat so I thought um, your reaction was to the pile drive because it's not that yeah well, I thought he was as well I was like yeah it looked good <laughs> <laughs> but no. we know who wins. <laughs> I okay, so 
these next two Jerry Lawler quotes are Jerry Lawler quotes. Okay. They're not my personal words. Panties aren't the greatest thing in the world, but they're right next to them. Yeah, and, I mean, and wait, now, don't quote the guy. <laughs> and now for the quote of this entire section. I'm not embarrassed to be seen with a younger woman, except for when I drop them off at school. <laughs> when oh, David killed yeah. Goliath, May Young called the cops. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, that, that one about the school reminds me of a Jimmy Carr joke. Uh, he said, you know a woman, a girl is too young for you if you have to make the airplane noise when putting your dick in her mouth? <laughs> <laughs> I love that show so much. I think that's called just from Jimmy Carr Live. I think that's that that show's called or something. But it's I think it's on Netflix as well. But. I love I love the one the Jimmy Carr joke where uh he's talking about the the guy the guy who uh the he's on a plane and the woman he he asks the woman if she has any or the woman asks him if he has any hard candy and he goes <laughs> no 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 but I have an idea. And that's when they were arrested at London Heathrow Airport for for, for filleting the man. And someone in the American audience is like, I'm sorry, what? And he goes, to suck off. <laughs> Can we point out as well, this, this, just to bring it back to, to the show, this match is easily the best match in the night so far. I don't think there's a question about that. Jerry Lawler right now in this match is 46. Which is doesn't it, sound real. Yeah, I've just looked it up because I just got, for some reason, I just got curious. I was like, oh, I wonder how old Jerry Lawler actually is in this match. He's 46 in this match. Wow. And they're putting on a better match right now than you'll ever see on any edition of Raw. I've not watched Raw lately, so that might be a lie. You watched any wrestling since you've been sitting in the corner? No, no. I've taken a detox, detox uh for from wrestling for the time being i don't hate it i don't go off it like i'm this show would suck if i was watching it on my own but watching it with you guys in this fashion I mean, makes it quite fun but uh I, no i've taken yeah. a big break the idea that this may be the first wrestling you're watching in some time is just very strange i've not Odd, seen oddly most poetic. of this show but i've seen this this uh this match at least two or three times i've seen this match before and I do like it. I think this is a good match. And they, the gimmick of the match is stupid, but when you got Jerry Lawler and Bret Hart to do it, they pull it off pretty well. Yeah, no, this is a very good. I, I think this may be my favorite uh, Bret Hart uh, gear, though. By the way, oh, this is the classic. This is the Bret Hart gear you would. I think no, for fans of a certain generation, actually, I think for fans perhaps older than then me and jimmy because scott you're about 12 uh they might draw the i mean when i when i have a shave i look at it uh, <laughs> I'm, still like, too old for, I'm still too old for jerry lawler <laughs> <laughs> allegedly yeah. allegedly they might draw the bright pink with the black instead but i think for people around mine jimmy's age this is the bret hot gear you would draw if you had to draw gear for him Uh, but no to bring it back i've not watched any wrestling since hell in a cell and there was nothing wrong with hell in a cell it didn't it didn't put me off wrestling but uh i was just kind of done for a bit 
Are you going to be watching the pro wrestling magic spectacular known as Card Subject to Change on Fight uh, the 18th of, of December? Jimmy, I always watch your shows that you tell me to watch. Uh, not because you tell me to watch them, just so I know they're happening. Only That's... 10 bucks on Fight, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure to check it out. Whoa, it's... <laughs> Speaking of racist... It's Hakushi. Is it because he's in whiteface? No, no I just think it's weird. I mean, connecting. I felt it in your house a lot initially, but first ever in your house, the opening match is the best match, and it's Brett versus Hakushi. Oh, Hikushi that match is good. awesome. He's still wrestling to this day, I believe, unless he's retired. But I remember looking at him up. About a year or so ago, and he was still wrestling in Japan. This is the sharpshooter coming up, guys, where Bret Hart, uh, Jerry Lawler thought Bret Hart was genuinely pissed off at him because he really sat back and tried to break his back. Wasn't that, I thought that was at SummerSlam one year. Oh, maybe that was SummerSlam, actually, yeah. I might be wrong. It was the one where wherever Bret Hart's family is sat in the front row. Um, that might be it, because, like, Brett, oh, okay. Jared, loves, Jared loves just, like, mocking oh, uh, Helen and uh, Stu, but well, I think one of the best insults on Stu and Helen Hart, I think, was came from Bobby Heenan, from, I think it was Survivor Series 93, where Stu's there for, like, the in the son's corner, and he's got a picture of a bear on the back of his jacket, and Bobby Heenan goes, oh, look, he's got a picture of Helen on the back of his jacket, how nice. <laughs> Listen to that pop. Just to remind everyone, this was a kiss my foot match, but he won by submission. Oh, dude, you had to kiss the foot afterwards, though. Yeah, the loser kisses the foot. Yeah. It's probably would have been funny if it was. I just think it's funny that earlier in the match, Jerry Lawler tried to shove his foot in Bret Hart's face. I mean, it's probably the second best kiss my foot match. I mean, we all remember that class between Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler from 2011, don't we? Of course. I didn't know that actually happened. Bring out the Listerine, said Doc Hendricks. He's not putting the foot in his mouth, you fucking weirdo. Maybe. They say you had to kiss the foot. Does it necessarily mean you had to take your shoe off? Was that written somewhere? Well, it's not a kiss my shoe. It's not a kiss my shoe match. Yeah, it's not a kiss my shoe match. I guess it's I guess it's winner's discretion though. Oh, some people have their shoes off. Who's the? Uh, is it Zach Gibson? Scott, yeah. know this. Yeah, take your shoe off if you love Zach Gibson. If you hate Zach Gibson, I think. I hate Gibson. God, I don't know anything, do I? Don't even I mean, know. Don't even know what this is. You can hear about it on Takeover Throwbacks on the Hallway Wrestling Podcast. I was a guest on. Uh, the Tigger Blackpool review is the first one because I was there. I was about to say, during this podcast, Hallways Graps uh, tweeted out saying, Merry Christmas to us. Merry Christmas to you, Hallways Graps pod. Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah. Merry Christmas. Happy yeah. holidays and whatnot. We're having Ryan from Hallways Graps podcast will be a guest on uh, my football in brackets soccer podcast plus added time that you can hear on uh, Project Dits. He'll be a guest on soon talking about... Oh, it's in his mouth. As we see a foot going into Jerry Lawler's mouth. Bite it, bite it, Jerry. Bite his foot off. Yeah, bite his foot off. But 
he'll be coming on to talk about Diego Maradona, who recently, unfortunately, passed away. So, uh, look forward to having Ryan on. I mean, this episode of SmackDown maybe is one of my, my favourite ones. Because like, I, I made a joke about Big Show's promo. That t- it was basically the summer of it was, why don't you people like me? And he just, he just goes, because you're a twat, Big Show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to get him and his, his co-host on to do one like all three of us to do an episode. Maybe, maybe I'll get them on No Way Out. Somewhere. I need to do this. Oh, uh, uh, now he's trying. Uh, oh, he's uh, he has uh, pretzled Jerry Lawler and made him kiss okay. his own foot. Oh, I mean, it's Lord. a level of flexibility from Jerry Lawler to get that you never expect. <laughs> Jerry Lawler spoke about uh, that very spot. On again, I'm sorry to talk about Chris Jericho so much, uh, but it was that podcast, and he did say he thought his leg was going to rip off, but Bret Hart just kept pulling. Yeah, look, <laughs> my life doesn't bend this way, and Bret goes, well, as long as I'm in control, it's going to, one way or another. That was a good match. It was, it was, one thing about Bret, though, is that some people still like Cena for having five moves to do. I mean, Bret did as well, you know, he had the backbreaker, the bulldog. An elbow off the middle rope and then the sharpshooter. I really think, and I know it's different for some wrestlers, but I do generally think the five moves of Doom thing is a bit of like just hating on people sometimes. Because I think most wrestlers have their five or six signature moves that they do every match. And yeah, they'll break out some moves, like on the very big occasion, they'll break, they'll break out something else. But every wrestler has like five or six signature moves. I I I started to notice that about Finn Balor uh, before he went back to uh, NXT, where like all his all of his matches were just like uh, sling blade and then stomp on the ground and then the coup de gras and then you know like oh, they've one been or like two that. other moves. They've been like that forever. Like, yeah, yeah. Stuff, the thing is, there's actually there's nothing wrong with that. Have have the i think steve austin is the one that always says it have the three or four things that you can do excellently and then have a few things here or there that you do good but like why would people like no one else is doing those moves so it's either that or everyone's just going to pick the most extreme and cool looking moves oh maple's not in the main event that's just an outrage is there what's the main event of this because uh, i actually don't know bam, bam. i actually don't are oh, you bam bam v diesel no i just changed my mind at the last second and i was like oh. do you want to know or not uh is it bam bam v diesel involves them it's not a straight up one-on-one match oh fuck then leave it as a surprise i mean this is a natural progression obviously bret hart then owen hart and then mabel I mean, it raised itself. They kept it in the family, all right. The king of hearts. Here we go, Doc. See, now, Savio, like, just had a match. Like right before the last match, and now Mabel's had two whole matches to sit his fat ass down and have some Burger King and prepare for this match. I think that this is just a plot against our Lord and Savior Savio Vega. 
I mean, he went to Burger King to get a better-looking crown than the one they're actually going to give him. Yeah, that kind <laughs> of shit. Boom! Throwing bars. The nearest Burger King to me uh, has not survived the pandemic, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, to be fair, I think he claimed that's why he was going to Burger King, but really, like you said, he just he was just hungry. Burger King has been on a steady decline for years, I yes, think. Yeah, it's not coming back. Uh, the Burger King nearest to me. I never go there, but I yeah. just notice it's never reopening. I have a McDonald's right outside where I work, uh, and I've been to that McDonald's way more times than I'm willing to admit, uh, and in- including having um, the unfortunate duty of uh, getting a McRib recently. I only... I've never... Sorry, Scott, you go. I was say, I've only had a Burger King a couple of times in the last couple of years, and that's only because this is really good... Uh, Odeon Cinema, uh, not far from where I live, which has like reclining chairs, and there's a it's part of this like shopping mall bit, and there's a and there's a Burger King just a couple along. It's just like I only have Burger King because it's there, and like if it wasn't, but if I, like there's literally there's a McDonald's with that closer range, I'd have got that. It's like so I don't go out of my way to get Burger King. Jimmy, can I ask you a question, sir? Of course. Uh, I, I'm a, vegeta- a vegetarian, so I've never had a McRib, but what is the deal? Can you explain to the listeners and to Scott, have you ever had a McRib? Uh, I can't say that. I, have. I, th- I thought that was more of an American thing. Yeah, Jimmy, can you explain to the listeners and to us, what's the deal with the McRib? Well, you see, the McRib is uh, some sort of foreign substance that they have shaped to look like a rack <laughs> of ribs. But there are no bones in it. I mean, not any bones you can taste anyway. Um, really, do you want the bones to be in it though. If you're trying yeah, to eat it. You want, is it in a sandwich? Because if it is, I don't it's, want it. Yeah, it is. It is in a sandwich. Yeah, but it, it's shaped. This gets curious. As, as if, as if it is like a rack of ribs. Like it looks oh. like it has the. Yeah, like if you look up a picture of it, it's like, I'm it's like a small, it's like a small little like three or four sized rack of ribs and it looks like it's shaped to have the bones in it and stuff and then they just like dip it into this like horrendous oh. barbecue um jeez oh, yeah there's nothing good about it believe me when i ordered it i knew what mistake i was making i was reading uh, a reddit thread of mcdonald's employees uh and their um reaction to whenever somebody orders the mcrib and one person was just like yeah we hear you we know that it's going to be out shortly but that doesn't stop us from not liking you when you order it because it's gross. And uh, I know that. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look You know what it looks like? And um, uh, usually this tastes pretty good, but it actually looks like a meat substitute sandwich. Mm-hmm. Like you get corn and you get other brands as well who have the meat substitute stuff. It really looks like that. Like it's going to be a vegetarian meal and it's just like soy or tofu and a big thing it looks really weird did it just come with gherkins and onion as well yes in the picture oh god yeah that is they don't even try and make it look nice no they don't no they do not. Can I ask, recently over here they've introduced like a triple cheeseburger and a, a mcdonald's so they got that over there i mean yeah we've always had that oh well, it's well, america it's America. Yeah. They you guys call that didn't have the size. You you guys n- didn't have the double quarter pounder with cheese for a while, right? Nah. Yeah, that's just more recent than that. Yeah. I I used to weirdly I don't know why, but for a, for 
for quite a while. I used to go every when I went to McDonald's, I'd get two double cheeseburgers, take the bottom off a bottom bun off one of them and the top off another, and basically just put them together. Yeah, I mean, why not? You don't want all those carbs getting in the way of your meat. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I still eat. I still, for some reason, eat the other two buns for some reason. So <laughs> that's because I'm a greedy. I'm a greedy bastard. Be honest. Just eating bread. Hey, yeah, I still eat bread all the time. Cheese. Oh, Jimmy, don't fucking start again. I'm not getting back to you and your bread in the fridge. I wasn't yeah, going to talk about the bread in the fridge. Time since we've I think we're not this. showing the proper respect to King Mabel here. By He's not king him. yet. Leave it, leave it alone. Showing him any, I think I'm showing him the appropriate no respect. Are we, are we t- why? Because we're talking about some things he's probably ordered a lot of in his time. Oof. Oh, he's definitely oh, tanning no, you... multiple Big Macs. Have you heard J- Have you heard Jr. talk about Mabel's habit? No, please. no, I can't please. listen to Jr.'s podcast and so. Oh, this is from a long time ago. I don't listen to it uh, anymore, uh, out of respect to my eardrums. But um, uh, apparently, he used to be the guy who would order the hotel porn channels and also have Viagra, but he'd be on his own. Jesus Christ! I mean, this is the days before Bluetooth, so. Yeah, days before, way before Bluetooth. Wasn't sent to your door. How is it that Mabel, the guy applying the bear hug, looks in more pain? Yeah, he looks more in, in pain, right? He's just resting his, his head just on Savio's. He just looks like Savio's just like, telling yeah, be okay, man, you'll get through this. Yeah, it looks like Savio's holding yeah. up Mabel. Because Mabel's massive, so why doesn't he just pick him up? But maybe that would make him tired. Oh, look at Tim... Look at Tim White. Tim White's undone a button oh, on the top ref of his watch. shirt. Thank you for bringing it back to us, guys. Ref watch. <laughs> Tim White, we're zooming in. Well, we can't see him past Savio Vega right now. But, but he's, he's undone. Young. He's undone he's, the top of it. He clearly has had a haircut lately. He's looking good. He has undone a button, ladies and right? gentlemen. But it's just short-sleeved. Pop collar is a no. No pop collar. Have they started trying to ECW? Was that first? blood on Mabel's teeth? No, I think he had gold caps. Were they just shit teeth? Uh, you could kick a football through the gap in his teeth. Have they started trying ECW yet? <laughs> I think this is where the match where they start trying it. And like Vince tries to make it like they're trying for Savio when they're clearly not. Hang on, let's try that. Scott, can you chant EC dub? Okay. As if you're in a crowd. E-C-dub. They're really into Savio Vega. No, it doesn't work, does it? Jimmy, did you buy it? Uh, not for a second. Ah, oh, shit. I mean, I, I probably was tempted to just start trying ECW at random parts throughout the show, but obviously I forgot about it until now. Yeah, this show will make you forget about things. Like, why you're here. Well, I know why this? I'm here. We, we discussed it at the start. And while you, while you were standing in that corner. What is this fucking move? It looks like Savio could de... For those not watching, it literally looks like Savio Vega has uh, Mabel in kind of a DDT position. But they're playing yeah. it as if Mabel is bear-hugging him. Up around the ears. Oh, did you? Sorry. Have you always been a vegetarian? Or is this a recent thing? Mm, uh... Fairly recent in my life, like last couple years, I've been proper, but for the last while, I've been kind of, I say toying with it, like, 
I stop eating meat for a while and then we we'll kind of give up and then we'll go back and then I was pescatarian which means you only eat fish for a while and then I was like one of those people that would only eat meat on certain days like for that and that was for diet reasons because I used to be a lot heavier than I am now and then uh like last beginning of last year I became like a proper vegetarian do you do the beyond burger or the impossible burger at all yeah, I have sampled many a Beyond and Impossible Burger in my time. Uh, many restaurants do their own versions. But uh, yeah, but we, me and my girlfriend Jazz, we like make our own burgers as well. Like our own like barbecue bean burgers and things like that. Which are okay, that sounds good. Yeah, we that sounds very good. make our own. It's good. But uh, so, no, I've not always been a vegetarian, but it's been a thing that I've I guess I've tried to do subconsciously for a long time, but a lot of it was, I'm not one of those people that does it because I'm like about the animals or anything, which sounds horrible, but a lot of why I did it was for diet. Now, see, I, you're not like a Daniel Bryan style kind of person. No, I'm never going to be a Daniel Bryan. For me, it's mostly because I'm, I'm not someone I, I like to exercise sometimes, but I'm not one of those people that could do that. And I'm also not someone who will always oh, be here's strict ECW on chance. what yep. they eat. Yeah, they're really loud right now. So I gain weight quite easily as well. So being vegetarian really helps that. Notice how they booed when Mabel kicked out. Like, oh, God, this is still good. Oh, the spinning heel kick. I mean, I, I have been desperately in need of the toilet for a while now. And I would, but I would want to miss a second of this action. Oh, feel free to go, Scott. It's fine. What, a miss, a miss action like that spin kick? Never. I've been wanting to swap because I finished my first glass of wine. I've been wanting to go get a beer for a few minutes, but I, I can't miss this action. Oh, the world's strongest slam. That actually looked good. That would have been a fine ending. No, that, that little sequence there wasn't bad, but like that's the problem is that so much of this match has been awful. Oh. Why wasn't the world's strongest fan, uh, slam just to finish? Because then he just did the splash and it was over. Well, I mean, you can kick out a one finisher, but then when 575 pounds or something is crashing know, down on lo- you. Logistically, <laughs> logistically, <laughs> he's a big guy, so that's a fine word to use. Logistically, it makes sense. Oh, what did Xavier Vega just say, do you guys reckon? Uh, I'm going to need that chest protector. Like, do I have, is that oh. the, my last match of the night? Was that a D'Lo Brown reference? Yes. Yes, it was. Oh, don't punch Malcolm Bivens. What did he do? Oh, there's a lot of... Scott, was Jimmy just super racist? I, I think so. Okay. was considered racist, and that has to be. Oh, not Razor. He's clearly got some sore ribs. Sore muck uh, ribs. Oh, uh, Ah, uh, uh, buddy Mabel, what are you like? Eh? What were you about to call him? I think I almost said Razor, but Razor's the one being attacked. Hey, guy, Mick Foley's in the middle left of the hard cam right now. Okay, so things next take, to the jacket. Things have t- clearly taken a, a poor turn. Let's try and liven things up a bit. Eh? A bit of song. Mabel, Mabel, Mabel. Oh, they're holding his legs up to stop him from going into shock. But they've never done a first aid course. 
<laughs> to stop him from going into shock. That's how you do it. That was, the way that Maple that leaned on those ropes as he was over in that elbow. Like, yeah, oh yeah, he was easily yeah. gonna fall. Who's this guy? One, two, three, Don kid. Callis. Oh no, one, two, one, two three, three, kid. So it was Don Callis. Oh, hold on, no, boo, boo that man. Actually, he's still forty. Yes, put the bits to him more. Say about him, son. Is his name? No, is his character name Mole? Yes, Mole. Is that what you keep saying? Mole. Oh, never. Never heard of him. Yeah, boo, boo the one, two, three, kid. Boo Sean Waltman for what he did to Kane. Yeah. What he did to Kane in four years from now. Yeah, for real. Never forget. <laughs> Never forget to boo somebody for the things they haven't done yet. Yeah. Like Minority Report, I'm hitting him for a crime he hasn't committed yet. Oh, that's fair. When you throw that logic at us, we can't argue with it. It's Minority Report, guys. Colin Farrell's going to show up at any minute. Is it Colin Farrell? Yeah, Tom Farrell and Tom Hanks, yeah. That was it. No, it wasn't Tom Hanks. It was Tom Cruise. <laughs> uh, Tom Cruise, yeah. Oh, God, I wish it was Tom Hanks. No, I don't. Just mind. Mabel's just happy tonight. He finally gets to have a sit down. Yeah, for real. All right, guys, I'm going to use this opportunity to go to the toilet. Okay. We'll, 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 we'll keep covering this, this glorious coronation ceremony. Look at, look at this. He happened to be wearing the right colors so that his, his like... His outfit matched the, the the cape. It was destiny, man. It was destiny. He, he was so confident in himself. Look look how luxurious he looks in that. Look at that. Man who would later be known as Thermal. When did we start? When did we stop giving the King of the Ring a sword? Someone get his sword. I mean, now that now all they do is get a fucking stick. I mean, what? what I was gonna say, I think they were worried about what you would use. You know, it's the same point. So why does no one bring a gun to a no DQ match? Oh, he's got a scroll and everything. Well, he's got I a like decree that, oh. that he is king of the ring. What gravitas? Big Mo giving the fucking gravitas here. He looks thrilled with his accomplishment. He looks like he knows he's not supposed to be there. As this proclamation states, y'all. Is he chewing gum at the same time? Cause that looks oh, like yeah. It. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody, just threw a beer can. somebody just threw a beer can right at Mo. Well, that's Philly, after all. They're going to be throwing some shit at him. And everybody in the everybody in the room is trying to sell each other out for throwing the beer can. I don't know why. I mean, most Maple's hardly going to chase them. Wait. So okay. So like the thing is, is that Mabel is probably the most deserving king because he's going to want to sit on the throne and send other oh. people. Oh, it, somebody nailed him right in the head. <laughs> Reprobate, how dare you show such disrespect to your king? I do admire the accuracy of that throw. <laughs> Pretty sure that's that the same guy they probably hired years later to throw the beer cans for Austin. That was incredible. 
He looks so pissed off, by the way. He, he's looking at me. He's looking at modes like, can we hurry and face this before they throw any more shit at me? For real. They're throwing it from the top. Do you see that on the, the first mezzanine up there? I think so. Stop acknowledging it. Just get through it and get the hell out of there. See, now why don't we do this whenever they do King of the Ring anymore, where they have, like, the proclamation... And they have to read it out from the scroll. I mean, see what you will about King Corbin, but nobody threw anything at him. I mean, this is real heat right here. Yo. Yo. Dude, you, Wait, missed, you missed the fans totally beaning fucking Mabel with, like, beer cans. Like, hit him right in the head on camera. Good. That's this guy sounds angry. We were, we were just discussing at what point did they stop giving swords to their the kings of King of the Ring? I mean, if he's going to go, if he's going to go up against Diesel, surely he can use that sword to chop him down to size and make it easier for him. It's like the Black Knight and and Mighty Python just takes the legs out like, all right, call it a draw. <laughs> I'll bite your ankles off. I mean, if you cut his arms off, he technically can't get his shoulder up after the pen. Oh, God. Oh, God. You should have grown more hair, man. This is... You do not have enough facial features to pull off bald. Well, Savio Vega is pissed. Don't say you're a sore loser, Savio. We've seen you four times tonight. Yeah, fuck off. Bow down. Bow down. We've only got half an hour left, boys. This has been fun. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, punishments aren't that bad when you're able to sit back, watch the show in full, and barely pay yeah, attention so to it. So this hasn't been that bad of punishment. <laughs> Surely, this is really. I think as far as punishments go, they could have used more imagination. More imagination. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, easily. Or, like, or oh, right over a sink. Oh, oh, he's just thrown up. He's down in. Oh, he's not happy. He's brushing his teeth. He's really playing this off. That sink looks gross. Yeah, I think this is why I heard they bring Isaac Yang come in because like, he can't get the... He can't help... His breath is just so bad after he's getting the foot in his mouth. So he goes to Isaac Yankum. With the Crest logo out, Johnson & Johnson. Look at the, them, like, just pushing in on that pea soup that he held in his mouth for, like, a minute and a half. Stephanie Wyatt is there. She's got this. Okay, I'm, I'm going to take this opportunity. I really have to go to the book. Oh, a Sid promo? Oh. Live, pal. Anyway, I'll be back in a sec. We're coming straight at you. The master and the ruler of the universe. Think about it, baby. What's caused you all the pain and grief? 
Oh, last month. Oh, what a... Oh. Who's that guy in the background? Not Ted DiBiase, the other one. I don't know. Oh, Sid's eye looks fucked. Oh, and again, landing on his arm. Kevin Nash does not know how to take a fucking bump. Well, also, Sid is incredibly dangerous. He just sort of did what he wanted because he was a gigantic person and you couldn't stop him. What a good guy Sid is. Uh, how's the festive period treating you, Jimmy? Uh, awfully. Uh, I actually set a record today. I'll say this on the air. I don't care. I set, I set a record today. I got called a fucking asshole within 35 minutes of being at work this morning. What for? Uh, I told a person they couldn't park in the drive-up zone for drive-up orders, and uh, I was called a fucking asshole. That doesn't sound very nice. No, it wasn't, because in America, the festive period turns people into monsters. What's all that Black Friday energy? Who is this guy? I don't know. I haven't been paying that much attention. Oh, never mind. Oh, we got tag... Is it tag team action for the main event? Oh, so... Target is Target insanely busy. Is that such it is Target insanely busy? Tonight, you two, you gentlemen are going to be on ice, and you can take that to the bank. I love that laugh. I love a I love a good uh, million dollar man like chuckle. That was super laugh. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, okay. Oh, that's fine. Oh, is it Tatanka? Is it? I was going to ask if it was Tatanka. God, that was a young Tatanka. Oh, man, it was. Is he still unbeaten at this point? Let me see. Yeah, it was Tatanka. Yeah. Bam Bam Bigelow and and Diesel versus Psycho Sid and Tatanka. Oh, God, this match goes 17 minutes. Honestly, that will fly by. We're nearly done. Are we doing another podcast after this? Mabel, 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 Mabel. I get me up another song. <laughs> oh, I should think of more song. I mean, has anyone ever thought this should be a buddy club movie if Nelson Fraser, who, who is Mabel, and gradually been taken away from us so young with him teaming up with Chad Gable when Gable met Mabel? No, weirdly, no. No, never thought that. Never, ever. I didn't realize Tatanko was going to be in a main event. Do you guys remember his weird comeback in like 20, not 20, sorry, uh, 2005? I think, yeah, he got one good reaction and they thought that means people want to see Tatanko again. They didn't. Mm. And then he he turned heel for a little bit and then disappeared. Then he randomly teamed with Matt Hardy for a while in that mm-hmm. run. I watched um for some reason uh, about a year or about two years ago. Sorry, I started watching old Smackdowns like religious, not for a podcast or anything, just for what I deemed being fun. God, Kevin Ash's hair at that point, luscious is the only way to describe it. I mean, but, uh, he's worth it. Yeah, I stopped in about 2000, uh, middle of 2007, but I think I started uh, on the SmackDown, the first SmackDown after WrestleMania uh, 18. 
And, uh, but yeah, Tatanka came back, teamed with Matt Hardy for a bit, turned heel, and disappeared. No storyline reason. There was also a time where in a Money in the Bank qualifying match in uh, on a SmackDown was once Matt Hardy versus a heel road warrior animal. Look at that tan line where the sunglasses were. I <laughs> love that fucking nod. Someone gift that immediately. Gif it. Send it to me. At Nathan Greenaway. I need it. Yeah. I really think Bam Bam Bigelow is very underrated, I think. Basically, given what he accomplished very little in the WWF, despite the fact he may have entered WrestleMania. Like, you know I, think, I think he was no. promised a lot during that. And, like, like put over Lawrence Taylor, we're going to give you more money, which they did, and give you a big push. And I think this is as far as that push went. Yeah, you know, and this is a deeper discussion for a podcast where there's more time to talk about it. But is would you actually look say, at like, this entrance gear? Given what underrated actually means, like is Bam Bam underrated by people that really understand how like yeah. good he is? I think I don't think when when the topic comes about good big man, I don't think he's talked about nearly as much. You know. I think he needs to be talked about more than Vader. Oh, that's he a hot even, take. That is a he, very hot take. He even oh, put this... over Vader in, in All Japan when uh, uh, Vader was, like, just starting his, like, big monster heel run in New Japan. They had a match in All Japan, and Bam Bam really sold for him and really, did, really put him over in a really, like, effective way. I actually just watched like parts of that match like recently and it's it's phenomenal the stuff that like bam bam was able to do bam bam was like when i first started really like understanding wrestling uh, in like the mid to late 90s and i was like really like getting into it and everything bam bam was my guy a hundred percent like his matches with taz uh in ecw even some of the stuff that the, he that he got like let to do in wcw like yeah, Bam Bam was the shit. I mean, like you said, a really interesting career that like we highlights that a lot of people don't really talk about. I mean, he was in the main event of the of the first ever Survivor Series. He's the last member of Hogan's team to be eliminated. He's main evented WrestleMania. He's a former ECW champion. Like and like people still don't talk about it as much, you know. And mm. there's something else I was going to mention about him, but I can't remember now. It's suddenly gone from my head. As a as a big big wrestling fan for a lot of my life from New Jersey, Bam Bam was the guy, like hands down the guy in New Jersey. Like you couldn't you couldn't talk about wrestling with people without them bringing up Bam Bam like in the nineties. Like, I remember there was that spot like, every talks about when he and Taz went through the ring. But I remember watching the thing, like the clip from the rematch where they go through part of the ramp. Mm-hmm. So Heatwave ninety eight. I hadn't seen the clip of them going through the through the ring. I'd only seen this clip, and I was just discovering ECW. And just what I first saw that clip of them going through the, the ramp, like I just lost my shit, like, like wondering how the hell that was even possible. <laughs> What's weird is actually Bam Bam's last match for the WWE is actually later this year at Survivor Series, and he puts over Goldust on his way out. Yeah, he was always one of those guys who was just willing to just put people over. Like, he never really, it always seemed, at least, that he never really wanted to be the guy. 
but I definitely think that he could have been, especially at this time in 95, 96 and stuff, he could have been the guy. Yeah, because like, it's weird. It's funny that he may have entered WrestleMania 11 when the year before his match at WrestleMania 10 was him and Luna beating Doink and Dink and uh, Max Tag because apparently teaming with a uh, dwarf is on the par with teaming with a woman, apparently. <laughs> you were going to say midget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Nice of you, you know, acknowledge that. No, I was trying not to offend anyone. Ah, mm. eh, fuck it. We yeah. we 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 we've been offending people since day one. This is rogue opinions, not the talk kindly about others podcast. It is weird how it, in the mid nineties, obviously the WWF at the time were looking looking for their next big star, like an Ed Diesel, Ed Shawn Michaels, Ed Bret Hart for a time, and there were so many people who ended up being all time potential all-time greats and i use that in quotes because everyone's is going to be different like bam bam like vader like i guess you could make an argument for sid or 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 some could people you? like that i think some people could if they really loved him because obviously it's difficult in wrestling because it's not like and oh this is another topic for another sport but it's not like a quote-unquote actual sport it's not generally about people who are great at it it's just about people that everyone loved here, you know what? Here's here's an idea. Here's an idea. Considering we have very little time left in this in this uh, in this King oh, of the Ring don't. watch we along, we, we don't have a lot of time left in the show, but we could see fucking ever everywhere any dumb people still. Well, listen. that's what I'm saying. We do we do an after we do an after punishment uh, podcast right after this, and to bring up these conversations from the 90s. <laughs> Just a rogue opinions 90s special. All our questions from the 90s. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, of how a... did people deal with the transition from tape to CD? Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then you were able to bring them with you. But all the cars had tape players. <laughs> Here's the thing about Tatanka. Like you mentioned, neither he's undefeated. He's also he's not undefeated anymore. Here's a trivia fact: Who do you guys name who ended his streak? You know what? When you were you when you were doing. When you were yeah, doing whatever uh, you Michaels. were doing. Um, sorry, do you know the answer? I, I do know the answer. I'm just trying to see if no, either Jimmy, you... No, Jimmy, do you know the answer? I thought it, it, I thought it was Shawn Michaels. No. Oh. Oh, I was literally about to say, like, whilst you were gone, I brought up, I said, is he still undefeated at this point? And I actually have no idea who defeated yeah. him. I think he debuted in 81. He lost in late 93 to, you know, brace yourselves. Ludwig Borga. <laughs> oh, Jesus. He's a, a Finnish wrestler. Mm-hmm. He uh, apparently, according to GR, was not a very nice man to be around. He beat Tanka right before Survivor's 93. Got injured at a live event around at the time of shortly before Mania 10 and got released. And apparently went into politics afterwards. <laughs> As all giant twats do. When, when he debuted, they were pushing him like because they were heavily pushing legs at the time. You know, the Lex Express and the one to me face the all American Lex, but like I remember covering that covering Borga a little bit with Paul and just asking like it's just like sometimes W gets really desperate with their foreign heels. It's like they had like Rusev, the Bulgarian being the foreign heel and then like Ludwig Borg and Finn, like what did these countries ever do to the to the US? Because, like I know they've had their issues with bloody Russia and they always like have a you kept always having Japanese wrestlers as foreign heels, but like are you really that desperate you're wanting a Finnish person to be the, the foreign guy? Just 
anybody not American. Well, you, Jimmy, you tell us what the what did Finland do to you? Did you? But um, first question, actually, you're you're obviously American, so I'm aware of your education system. Did you did you know Finland was a country? And two, what did they do to you? Uh, Please take those two questions separately. I, I, I was, I was. To answer the first question first, um, I did. I had heard stories that Finland <laughs> was not part of the United States, and I didn't believe that to be true for a fucking second. <laughs> um, because there is, because uh, of course, over here in, in the United States, especially in the late in the late seventies and early eighties, when I was going to school, um, because now that I'm over. <laughs> Now, now that I'm over 30, I, I've started to just act like I'm in my 60s. Um, but, I could marry Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, Finland, I wasn't aware, was another country. I had heard tales, but, again, didn't believe it for a second. And uh, two, uh, to answer the second question separately, uh, what did they do to me? Uh, it's a very simple answer. They're not a part of the United States. Uh, and, I, and, and to quote many, many memes, I took that shit personally. <laughs> Dude, Jimmy, if you're just going to start like, talking like you're in your 60 way where you tell a story, you should just start every story like Grandpa Simpson would, you know? You know, I, I wore an onion on my belt, which was the time, was the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, makes me wish. Uh, Jimmy, are you a fan of British comedies at all? Yeah, I love, yeah, like... Uh, you watched was... Only Fools and Horses? No. Ah, uh, there's the grandpa in that show who always starts his old stories during the war. Like, no matter what he's talking Uncle about. Albert. Uncle Albert, thank you. Thank you, Scott. Yeah, um, yeah, like, the actor who played the granddad legit died, so they had to bring in another old person. Like, did, see, yeah. I wanted to get into watching, like, Still Game and any of the stuff that's, like, on Netflix. Still Game. Oh, I've heard Still Game is really good. I mean, I mean, the quality of the last three seasons when they brought it back is questionable, but the original series are really good. And what and what's really frustrating for me is like how wrong the subtitle people get it on Netflix. Oh, it's hilarious. They clearly don't understand what they're saying and they just how wrong they sometimes get words is just laughable. There's a great series on YouTube called uh, Netflix Subtitles Get It Wrong and uh, it's just because, because Netflix allegedly and this is from someone who claims they know they just use like a computer, obviously, like an automated thing mm-hmm. to pick it up. So there's so many foreign shows on Netflix now. Like there's a lot of Spanish. If you're if you're I don't I presume they're on the American Netflix as well. But if you're on the European Netflix, there's a lot of Spanish and Italian films on there. Some of the films are great as well. But the subtitles are all automated. So they're so fucked up, like in certain parts of it. Uh, it's a funny series to watch if you can find I, it. I was just watching. I I started watching Community again on Netflix just to like fall asleep to and stuff because I love that show endlessly. Um, and the amount of stuff that they actually leave out of the lines that are delivered on that show is insane to me. Like there are just words that they just leave out of sentences. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, there's a there's a really really good German series on Netflix called Dark. Oh, I like and, Dark. Dark is awesome. Oh, it's really, really, really good. And, uh, and uh, yeah, they just the cut with, things off. the show is getting progressively longer and more matches being added to it, or is that a different Dark I'm thinking of? <laughs> and... yeah, there's 77 matches across 90 minutes. 
And, uh, uh, is that is that still a thing? I, I act yeah. like Hell in a Cell was about six months ago. I think the pandemic is just making time feel like it's super long. But um, uh, you got to think the subtitles thing is like I always think when they ever really get spectacularly wrong or like the randomly just don't include a, a random sense that someone said. Because like, you got to think the original purpose of subtitles is for people who have hard of hearing so they can keep up with what's going on. You got to think how confused a deaf person watching still game would be like with how wrong they get it half the thing. You know whatever you know what always fucked me up with subtitles is like because they're supposed to be for people who can't hear, why do they include like jazzy music or whatever? Oh how the fuck do God. they know? Yeah. yeah. Or like how the fuck someone, do they know? Whenever someone's like speaking a foreign language it comes up like speaking French or speaking Mandarin or whatever. I'm like, I know they're speaking of that language. I want to know what they're saying in that language. Please tell me subtitle, man. As your and job. It's just like, it's like, well, how does a deaf person know what fucking lo-fi hip-hop sounds like? The fuck? That is hilarious. I did. It's, it's stunning. Um, so, um, main event. And I hate, I've been the one this entire show to be, to, to say the phrase, bringing it back to the show. Have we got anything to say? Uh, I did want to bring up uh, briefly uh, after Bam Bam got the, uh, the hot tag a couple of minutes ago, uh, the speed that he showed attention. was absolutely insane. His drop kick was really, really good for a man his size and having to deal with Tatanka and Sid being the people taking those moves, it, it could look not as good, but Bam Bam was just fucking flying around the ring earlier. And hey, Nathan, you said all hot take when I mentioned Vader earlier, but like, Bam Bam, when he, like, yeah, it was impressive that a guy as big as like Vader can do a moonsault and that, but like, I, think I always thought Bam Bam, when he came off the top rope, looked a lot more impressive. And also the fact that stories are that Vader was not a nice person. Oh, that's the time where he'd be addicted to promoters. And also the fact that, you know, it was a weird person, like, cause, like, sometimes he'd be a dick, but then sometimes you'd say the slightest thing and you'd hurt his feelings. Like, apparently, he, like, Jim Cornette tells the story, mm-hmm. he, was, he finished the match with Sean crying, because Sean said, if you pull my hair again, you're getting fucking fired or something like that. Yeah, and um, that kind of matches up with things. And again, I'm bringing it back to old podcasts, so sorry if this is old information, but from Eric Bischoff, on what oh, why about how they... back in after getting worked over for 10 minutes it's because uh, they're, they're for some reason they're doing that strange story that they showed in a promo package that Kevin Nash has been landing on his elbow loads during things which basically means he can't take a bump apparently but yeah bang the back to uh, Vader apparently Eric Bischoff would tell stories that Vader was just super hard to deal with in WCW as well that the slightest thing would just set him off. And like the story of like him getting into a fight with Paul Orndorff shortly before he was sacked from WCW, when Paul Orndorff was like losing muscle definition in his arm on one of his arms because of like surgery put off ages ago, and like the fact that Paul Orndorff was also in flip flops at the time, and he still oh, it doesn't. It doesn't sound. Yeah, it doesn't sound good. Some of the stories you hear about Vader sometimes, and I'm sure. I'm sure really outside of the business he was a lovely guy. Oh, look at guy. Stan Lee in the front row there. Don't stick. I said that joke like an hour and a half ago. And you know <laughs> what? It, guess what? It was funnier this time than it was that time. That was. That's what pisses me off is that Scott laughed. 
I did. I don't. Re- I actually don't remember you making that joke. <laughs> I didn't remember that either. I said at the start of the podcast, and both of you, neither of you said anything. I honestly, I honestly did not remember you said that until he popped up, and I was like, "Oh, look at Stanley." I genuinely thought. I genuinely thought I made Guys, that up you, just now. You know what? That makes me feel like maybe I thought it, but didn't say it. The guy adjusting his sunglasses right now next to Cowboy Hat looks exactly like Stanley. (laughs) Don't know if you've noticed it yet, guys, but there's a guy in the front row who looks a little bit like Stanley. Next to the Cowboy Hat, right? (laughs) I really hope I actually said it. I'm going to listen back and make sure that I did. But I thought that ages ago. (laughs) If I I didn't, I apologize. But I really thought it ages ago. I swear to God, I hope you didn't. So that way I get that text message tomorrow or something or the next day. (laughs) And you're just like, yeah, yeah, mate, I didn't say it. And I just text you. I just hope hope that you didn't fucking listen to the thing to find out. I'm going to fucking listen to it. I mean, look at that. Look at that cell on that double clothesline. Bam, the tanker bam. looks good. The tanker being the smallest guy uh, in the tag match. Looks one good. Of these in a tag match of giants. Like one of these kids is dead. Um, oh, oh, man. Sick. Sid Vicious's hair looks exactly like a nest of super noodles. See, the tanker's got, I noticed a bit of a bald spot at the back. He said apparently it used to come with like a red streak through his hair. Apparently the dye, constantly dying his hair, was causing some of his hair to fall out, which is why he stopped doing it. And they briefly talk about Vader for a second. I know Will Osprey is not a lot of people's favorite person, but Osprey a couple of years ago on the Jericho podcast talked about how like Vader was one of the guys kicking off a bit of the match with Ricochet, and so like when they did the match at Rare Pro, Osprey v Vader, like apparently they like, they scheduled a run in from Ricochet, and Vader asked Osprey when he mentioned the run in, "Who's that?" Like you went like the guy from the match. You know, you watched the match, didn't you? Like, oh no, I saw a give of it online. Ah. Oh. Uh, I don't know if you can with Will Ospreay. I don't. I don't know all the stories because uh, I was never a huge indie guy, uh, so I don't. So I can't pretend to know all the stories. But Will Ospreay, I'm going to defend but, Vader a little bit because Will Ospreay always comes across like yeah, you, a bit of, you know. Annoying is Will Ospreay is obviously from the Swords of Essex, isn't he? Yes, yeah, like, and Essex. Like whole... Essex is the county in England. That's where I'm from. You know, I was wondering how long it was going to take you to get like, that in. Because you're represented by, by Will Osprey. <laughs> that why you were annoyed. <laughs> Sorry, what do you say, Scott? Is that because you feel like people think that's what all people from Essex are like? Because I get annoyed when people. No, think that, that is that is what most, like. a lot of people from Essex do sound like Will Osprey, and. Uh, but it just annoys me that Will Ospreay, he always comes across like... I mean, he's not going to listen to this, so I can just... I don't know, I don't want to be horrible. <laughs> he just sounds like an arsehole. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll happily be horrible about him, because, you know... He, he, my brother, okay, my brother he, went on a rant about him, like, got cut out of a podcast, yeah. but, like, he didn't do anything in regards to the Speak Out movement, but he defended somebody who did, and basically tried to blacklist the girl who accused him. That's so, the... Yeah, and, that's and the thing I, with I, me. I think that makes them worse. Or, or just as bad, actually, no. What is this main event? This is falling to bits. But, um, yeah, basically, Willow Spray, he, he annoys me because he always just... He's so talented. He's ridiculously good. But he always comes across like a prick. Mm-hmm. He just shouldn't do interviews. It's like Seth Rollins on Twitter. Super talented. I'm sure Seth Rollins is a great guy. 
and everything like that in real life, but he always comes across like an asshole on Twitter. So he just doesn't do Twitter anymore. Will Ospreay, in every interview he's ever done, not in gimmicks, sounds like a prick. That is, sorry, just taking a walkie around he's got a softball game he has to attend. Did you say softball game? Yeah, I think there are only some people are going to get that. Like People that know like, what softball is. Well, yeah, because like, people who listen to like, podcasts like Pritchard and that, like, like I remember like in 2000, yeah, Bishop tried to make a reference to the Scissors incident with him and Aaron Anderson, and like nobody popped, because oh, okay. <laughs> nobody understood it. Well, there we go. Got to make sure the people leave happy. Even Sid was sick of this main event, he buggered off. I don't think we even talked about the main event once we during the not, main event. We did not talk about it once at Guys, all. Guys, the pay-per-view ends in 40 seconds. I mean, if, if people are watching along with us and they're, and they're watching this main event, they're probably going to understand why we didn't. Why well, we I mean, spoke we about Will Ospreay for most of it. We talked about how good Bam Bam is, so that was kind of connected to this match, wasn't it? I'm sure Diesel was fine as well. I mean, you mentioned the the video package. I didn't see that because I was taking a piss then. There you go. I kept saying there was Pyro on the ring post. We didn't deny you. We just said, like, you said, oh, who has that on the ring post? Like, okay. I didn't accuse you of anything. All right, guys, we rolling right into King of the Ring 96. Let's go. Here we go. Let's go. I got the 316. Not as good as Mabel 316, but, you know. Should we should we do King of the Ring ninety six just staggered on the end? Just yeah. Why why the fuck not? Why the All fuck right. not? All right. Fine. You're saying we're gonna do it? See the options at the top there. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't just call me out like that. <laughs> well, you said you couldn't see them earlier on. Yeah, I can. They weren't loading. You talking uh, about? Oh, I've watched the Rise of 96 and the pop he gets for winning the title from Sean because at that point New York crowd hated babyface Sean Michaels like Sid hits Sean with a camera while he's checking on Jose Lothario who might be having a heart attack and the crowd still said uh, over him oh sorry guys an error has occurred what did you do to the network Nathan why have you broken it's the, the network fucking, it's I tried the to network. fucking use it it's <laughs> the network yeah. um, alright ladies and gentlemen well it's been a fun uh, punishment, I suppose. Uh, but uh, it's time for us to ride off into that, uh, ride off into that good night uh, as uh, we have completed our, our. What, what was this from Survivor Series? Are we not doing King of the Ring '96? Well, I don't. I don't know if we can add a five and a half hour podcast to our podcast feed. Yeah, we can do whatever we want. We can put in parts. Yeah, we could put it. There's, there's no, there's literally no limit to what we can add anymore. The belief that at the king oh, of the fuck ring, off, ultimate warrior. Change my mind. Alright, crashed. <laughs> the fucking network. The fucking network is horrible. I love that it stopped on his like mouth. It's just on his mouth, yeah. It's just decided that it needs to buffer to all hell. It just looks like he's going. Argh. Um. So yeah, uh, let's do the plugs real quick uh, before we get the fuck out of here and decide to do another podcast after this because we enjoy talking to each other so much. Uh, sh- uh, Scott, you're first. Go. Sorry, just, I was just trying to on the, the image of just frozen open mouths of... Yeah, it was. 
for those that were, for those that obviously knew he was going to say something offensive. Yeah, the network was like, "Well, he's going to say something about Asian people." <laughs> All right, there's a pause on Charlotte Flair being thrown into the air. Scott, let us know where the people can find you and what you got going on. Sorry, just the way you've paused it on Charlotte Flair falls like there should be a record where it's like, "Hi, I'm Charlotte Flair." You're probably wondering how I ended up in this situation. It's because. Well, well, I'm not going to say what I was about to say. <laughs> oh, okay, I've got my plugs. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Ask Scott McLean, 1986. Find my other podcast. I've made a couple of mentions to uh, Scott and Paul's Rambling podcast at SP Rambling. Uh, I mentioned in your house a couple of things we're doing the next episode of our In Your House series. Soon, In Your House, five seasons beatings with Bret Hart and Bulldog in the main event. Uh, probably won't be as good as the Summer 92 match, but it'll be a good one. Uh, at rogue underscore opinions obviously you'll find the retro smackdown review the next couple of episodes are being recorded end of this week so hopefully she'll be around very soon uh, quiz show down six merry christmas you filthy animals is on the will be going up on the ESSR youtube channel on the 21st of december the wrestling quiz was a bit of a Christmassy theme and it was around just completely dedicated to christmas so it's a good time had by all and really I'm blanking on anything else I've got going on. I don't know if that's just because I've run out or because I've drank too much. Please someone else talk. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, um, you got anything to say? Oh, I got plenty to say, because as we record this, we are just three days away from Pro Wrestling Magic premiering on Fight uh, with our spectacular show, uh, Card Subject to Change. I've seen... Uh, a rough cut of it. It looks fantastic. Uh, the matches that we had were unbelievable. The show is headlined by Erica Lee, that 90s chick, taking on Mr. Darius Carter in an intergender main event that they just back and forth with each other on Twitter for weeks and weeks and weeks. We had to make sure that they uh, settled their differences inside of a pro wrestling magic ring, and they did. And it has been called, I'm not fucking around, the best match in our company's history um, that takes place the 18th of December on fight pre-order right now. You can, the link is available. Go to pro wrestling magic on Facebook. Follow us over on Twitter at uh, wrestling magic. That's at wrestling magic. I'm Mr. Riot on Twitter. That's M R R I zero T. Cause counter-strike was the thing when I was a kid, I'm all over the show doing commentary and uh, studio pieces. And uh, the day after we're filming uh, our next special for January kingdom come it's our WrestleMania it's the biggest show of our year, and we get to do it with a uh, slightly larger crowd. Um, so we hope that you enjoy Card Subject to Change on the 18th. And uh, other than that, uh, I mean, I'm going to be on Room 501 eventually once I get to work out when I can get to do that with Reese. So pay attention to that. Uh, I have to come up with five things that I hate, which sounds like it would be easy, but I've been thinking about it for days, and it's awful. Um and then, yeah, guys, this was great. Uh, Nathan, what do you what do you got going on? And are you going to stay out of your corner long enough for us to podcast with you? No, I'm going immediately back. I shan't return until we start talking about something interesting like, I don't know, curling. <laughs> Could we become a curling team? I'm with that. Uh, I'd rather not. Oh, OK. All right. So, no, I won't be back. But uh, if you're interested in finding me in my corner, it's at Nathan Greenaway. I won't speak to you. There's no talking in my corner or personal, like no contact, uh, physical or emotional. 
Uh, no liquids to be bought, more than 200 milliliters, uh, just because of bomb threats. And otherwise, just stay away. Uh, but if you do want to hear me speak about football or in brackets soccer, you can find me on Project Dits. That's Project D I T S on Plus Added Time every week with my co host Dara, who's incredibly Irish. And uh, but otherwise, just stay away from me. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, in the words of one of the Warner brothers and the Warner sister, I got to say, good night, everybody. Good night.